welcome to the latest episode of Lost Lieutenant. I'm your host, Nick, and this evening I am joined by fellow hosts... Kevin. And Val. Hey, guys. How you doing? Woo! I can Very well, it, actually. <laughs> so um, we had a, a few technical difficulties, so we're starting off a little bit later. So we do apologize to our uh, patrons who have joined us in the in the live session. Uh, for those of you joining us on YouTube, you'll see a beautiful JPEG of, uh, of Val's face in the middle of the screen because uh, Val uh, can't spend more than $40 per month on his internet. So... Um, uh, if, if any type of video content tries to come out of there, it's, uh, it's, it's struggle street. So we've just got Val on audio, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get by. Um, um I'd like to just, uh, correct you there, Nick, the streaming services that I view were. Per- oh, wait, can you guys hear me? Uh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we just uh, lost Nick. Oh no. Uh, oh, okay. It's okay. I'm back. I'm back. Just bear shit. with me for a second. Just as, just as I'm bagging out. Um, uh, my internet. Uh, what ha- what happened? Did you just press the wrong button? Or? No, it just uh, I don't know what happened. It just uh, decided I to disconnect and then reconnect. Um, oh, there for you go. a second, while I just fix up the video, then on um, on OBS. For the record, because right now, right now on on OBS, all that's being recorded is that JPEG of Val. Um, oh, there you so... go. Imagine that they just watched that the whole time. I'd <laughs> be humble. To be fair though, forty dollars a month is a lot of money outside of Australia for for internet. But you know, this is what the MBN provides. This is the, <laughs> the MBN giveth. The, we have to take it. <laughs> Let's take it. Forty dollars is that your cheapest? All right, okay. And <laughs> uh, no. okay, okay, um, we're back. We're back. I'll pop the window out. Sorry about this. Um, and I need to disable non-video participants. Yeah, and then this is providing that the Australian energy regulator don't just like give us a brownout later on tonight while we're recording. That'll be fun. Oh, fuck. Lose, lose oh. all of our recording. Um, but hopefully not. Ah. So thanks so much, listeners, for coming on the show. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I wonder. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, right. We're back. Sorry about that. Um. So for Start. those listening to the audio, uh component they didn't get to enjoy any of that amazing um tomfoolery that's just taken place but uh but we'll we'll get there so tonight's episode is going to be all about uh the recent two-day tournament that was held up in uh, in maitland new south wales Novacore. previous episode we talked about uh all the missions and what we were looking at with list building and and that sort of thing and uh since then, we get to see how we actually fared on the weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good chat. Um, a lot to get through. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of uh, memories uh, over the weekend to uh, uh, discuss and just you know summarize, I guess. Yeah, so we're not going to we're not going to jump into talk about recent games because the recent games that we're going to be talking about are the entirety of the episode uh, because. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about these five games we played over the weekend. But um, did you want to just do a quick um, couple of shout-outs here, Kev? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we're, what, like for halfway through June? Um, but uh, 15, well, two weeks ago, we did announce the winners of our May challenge, which was actually the April challenge as well because we didn't have enough entrants. So uh, congratulations to James Bradshaw and Robert Skeet. Who are the winners of uh, a blister of their choice? Um, James wrote a very good 
analysis of uh, Sval for his for the um, fire team challenge, and Robert wrote a more general um, his thoughts on the fire team changes. So thanks very much to those two um, um, for for writing in, and to all of our other uh, entrants. We think we had fifteen in the end, so that was that was pretty good. That was really well, it was actually excellent, and. Um, the challenge for this month, which is the June challenge, is um, called uh, Tag Your It. So um, we've been talking about doing this uh, challenge for a little while, but um, we keep going, oh, we'll, we'll hold off, we'll hold off. And then it seemed like a perfect time to, to do it in the lead up to Novacore or just, I guess, people talking about tags all the time. So um, this challenge for June is going to be play with tags, run a list with tags, multiple tags, one tag, and let us know how it goes. Let us know uh, if it's if you if you run tags normally, what's your what's your tactics for using them? If you don't run tags normally, how did you find uh, playing a tag? But also this ex challenge extends to playing against tags as well. So basically, it's all things tags. Um, we want your thoughts on them, on them in the current meta in the current season. And whether you know whether or not you just think they deserve a whack with a nerf bat, um, because there are some people out there who believe that quite strongly, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about tags as well as we go through this episode. But uh, as always, yeah. write 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 it into us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Please put it in a Google Doc if you can. It just makes it so much easier for me to do the collating at the end of the month rather than having to copy and paste your entire bump from the body of an email. Uh, and I believe Tan Val, you have wanted to do a bit of a shout out as well in relation to that, that event. Yeah, that's right. So um, our monthly event, Geelong, um, is running in conjunction with this challenge. We're um, encouraging tags, and we've chosen a pretty killy lineup of missions. We've even included Deadly Dance from the ITS 10 mission lineup to really, Yikes. Um, yeah, 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 to really encourage it. So What's I would Deadly love Dance to. Again? Can you remind me? Can you remind our listeners? The, the yeah. Mission? So Deadly Dance is a mission where it's like supremacy, and at the start of the game, you uh, the 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 middle section of the table is uh, divided into four four sections, and then one of them is roll. You roll a dice with your opponent, and one of them is worth more. It's like the uh, yeah. So the, it randomly determines which quadrant that's is right. worth more that's points, right. and then don't you get more points if you've got a tag in it as well? Yeah. Is that right? So you. That's right. So if you have a tag in the quadrant, you're getting more points. So it's like you, it encourages people to fight for that quadrant. Yeah. All but in all, there's still consoles. Pretty, pretty, pretty rubbish uh, mission, but uh, one, it was one that we were not necessarily disappointed to see after ITSX kind of thing. I I didn't mind it. I did I didn't like it when you know. Um, yeah, and there's consoles the uh, in the middle of the board to kind of encourage you to bring specialists. Yeah, that's right. And you can encourage you to bring specialists and hackers to kind of test for the consoles, but also encourage yeah. you to bring tags. So it's 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 a pretty yeah. I don't know it's it's a fun mission. We'll see what the um, all the new guys in Geelong think. I'd love to hear uh, Taj's entry because even though he can't run a tag, um, he can at least write in uh, how much a ta tags uh, did him in for uh, the whole day. So that'd be interesting to hear as Our, well. Taj plays Just, tag, right? Yeah, he plays tag, so there's absolutely no chance of tag. So, um, yeah, he was very thrilled by the mission. <laughs> I can imagine. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, if anybody in Melbourne uh, has recovered from um, Novacore and likely COVID at this point, um, please come on down. Uh, get down to Geelong. Uh, it'll be a good time as always. And is it again? When's the event? Uh, it is uh, the last Sunday of this month. Which bring up my calendar just sure. Uh, that is. Basically, 26th of June. 26th, that's right. 
Oh. Fun times. Yeah, uh, on the, and then uh, our quarterly challenge. This is the final month for our uh, Q3 challenge, which is uh, all about signing up to our Patreon. Basically, give us money. Uh, so if you sign up to Patreon today to enter the draw for a box set of your choice from TSI, you will go into the draw to... Well, you will get one ticket into the draw that will be drawn at the end of this month. Correct. Um, previous months, um, you basically get one ticket for every month that you've become a subscriber. Um, but you, there's still time. There's still time, and you can win yep. a small box set. And this is this is this is just a, like a membership drive um, as part of that challenge. But uh, you get a whole bunch of other great benefits as well. You've got we've got a um, our private Discord channel for patrons only, as well as they are able to sit on on our live recordings. And we've got a little bit of an audience right now as well, which is amazing. So we always appreciate it when you guys jump in and um, and for the support. And uh, yeah, it's only three dollars three dollars a month. So um, be less stingy, people. Let's 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 do this. Yeah. It helps us. <laughs> it helps us future, uh, these, these <laughs> yeah, funds funds uh, funds these prizes and could potentially go towards funding uh, funding funding <laughs> funding non fungible yeah non fungible podcast. Um, no, could could go towards uh, funding better internet for Val so we can get his video on, this, on the screen one, one day right. in the future. <laughs> It's that or that it's that or I or, or OnlyFans at this point, guys. So please make help me make the right choice. Mate, well, if you if you want to run an only OnlyFans, there's no way you're gonna be able to do it with this rubbish internet. <laughs> I just build still images, like really, you know, well lit still images. Okay. You can you, just can, be you like, can borrow my ring I've light. About this, Nick. I, I've thought about this more than I'd like to admit. It's just like a big cock tease that you're only fans. It's just like a loading <laughs> screen. <laughs> it just uh, throwbacks right. to primary school, really. <laughs> Prime, okay. I said about that. Yeah, let's not let's, yeah. not let's not follow that rabbit. I, I, I think before we started recording, he was talking about downloading Dragon Ball Z. So I think that's the that's the thread. That's he was the reference. There. Yeah, exactly right. right. That's not right. that he was selling his body in primary school. That would no, that would no. be wrong. That would be very wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think with that out of the way, do we have anything else we want to chat, chat about before we jump straight into Novaco recap? I don't, I don't think so. I think we can just get straight into it. Do okay. it. Right. Uh, let's. <laughs> Nick, do you want to take it away? Sure. So just um, just a, a quick a quick um, recap on what this event was about. Novacore initially ran in 2019, hosted by Gav Bateman, who uh, is a uh, is a uh, absolute infinity Australia legend. Um, and it had to be canceled in 2020 for obvious reasons. And then 2021, uh, Australia decided that, um, we hadn't had enough of 2020. So we did it all over again and had to be canceled again. Um, so this is the second time that we've had Novacore in, uh, in 2022. Uh, and yeah, the last event was probably about a hundred people, but for us to, this time there was 68 participants. Um, mm. it was originally, it was capped at 80 and there was quite a few last minute drops, uh, unfortunately, uh, but still 68 people. Uh, we had a crew of 14 come up from Melbourne, which I think is actually the biggest interstate crew we've brought to any event ever. Um, it was yeah, fucking awesome. So. Yeah, yeah, so we had yeah. absolutely amazing time. Um, five missions. Uh, first three on day one were countermeasures, supplies, and supremacy, followed by uh, rescue and comm center on on day two. As a yeah. as, as the event, but um, first off, we can talk about uh, our little adventures on how we got from from Melbourne to uh, 
uh, to Maitland, because uh, while people were saying that it's in Newcastle, the event is not in Newcastle. It's uh, in a little country town that's probably 40 minutes outside of Newcastle, so not the easiest place in the world to get to. But um, we had all flights booked and organized and, and ready to go. And then uh, at the last minute, there was a, a, a urgent, yeah, I guess yeah, urgent is the only way you can really describe it, urgent call for... Um, for, for tables because uh, through a communication mix-up, the, the Gav thought he had quite a few more tables than were actually coming. So um, something that Kevin and I had discussed a couple months ago, probably uh, given the table situation, we didn't know what it was at earlier. Um, we'd kind of already discussed it, but we decided to pull the plug on, um, or pull the trigger rather, on actually driving. To the event so um we hired a trailer uh routed up every table pretty much every table melbourne has the all the best tables that melbourne has to offer and we brought a dozen tables with us so kevin and i on friday jumped in the car at four o'clock in the morning and um yeah. trek trekked our way north for the following 10 hours which was um which was fun that was such yeah. a the thursday night the thursday night gathering up of everything of all the 12 tables and the trailer and everything after work no, I don't think I got to bed till about eleven o'clock that night, and I had to get back up at bloody three thirty to go pick your ass up at four. Fuck and, yeah, that uh, four thirty, and yeah, it was uh, <laughs> what a funny. mammoth effort. It, oh me, it was. You know what? It wasn't the worst thing. It was actually it was a pretty fun drive, pretty easy drive. But um, when we but, so when we told Gav that we were going to do it, like the first thing that happened was he made the meme of um of get of the the two towers meme of Gandalf um, <laughs> yeah, so. and and I am arriving at Helm's Deep at uh, at dawn on the fifth day with um with with mine and Kev's faces in place and so I think it was all worth it for that meme alone personally absolutely yeah yeah no it was it was good to bring um some uh very quality tables to Novacoin have uh yeah Pete and Luke uh yeah Pete and Luke Henry obviously have some amazing tables. It was good to see them uh, showed off, uh, but yeah, well done, you guys. That was a massive effort. I think, and I think so. I think that was one of the driving factors. It wasn't like we think that you know Melbourne's got the best tables and stuff like that. You know, we're not we're not like putting tickets on ourselves in that way. But mm. we, it's always interesting in a big event like that where you're, you know, you know, eighty players potentially forty tables. There's not one. There's not one area anywhere in Australia that can that can pull together forty tables. So. You know, you end up potentially having, you know, tables that are kind of half full or mm. tables with lots of more cardboard terrain yeah. or lower quality and, terrain. And so like when, good to... when we got there as well, there was the tables that already started to be set up and we sort of partitioned yeah. off our space. But then like one of the tables that had set up was just like the, the CB cardboard stuff. And I'm not talking about like the new thick cardboard stuff. This is like the old, yeah, the old stuff. paper cardboard. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, we got all these tables. This table can be packed down because it will be replaced. Um, yeah, it raises the standard for sure. Yeah, having the 14, yeah. Uh, how, how, however many tables you guys brought, like what, 12, 10 or 12, whatever. Oh, yeah, raise yeah. the standard. Yeah, raise the standard. We didn't, just, we didn't just drive 1,030 kilometers, 1,032 kilometers yeah. to um, not set up at least at least most of our tables. Like yeah. as Nick said, and Nick said, there were, there were some drops that happened like basically on the yeah. day or the day before. So, you know, we didn't end up needing all of our tables in the end, but it was good that we had them, um, you know, how do you, reckon, how do you reckon? Cause, cause if Gavin, because Gavin had to cap the event at 80 cause it sold out pretty quick. And then people started dropping closer to the day. 
And then obviously trying to get uh, people to attend last minute is always pretty hard because you know, uh, often they're interstate. How do you reckon yeah. you can kind of solve that for a big event like like that? How can you solve that problem? Because you can you can always you should always expect some drops close to the day, but obviously you don't want to overbook either. So well, I, mean, I, know, like, I don't one. think you can solve for it, and particularly in this day and age where um, people COVID. don't want to if they're a bit like previously if someone had like a little bit of a, a sniffle or or a cough or something mm. they just come along, but these days Indeed. people are a bit more wary than that. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah. it kind of doesn't really surprise me that there was um that number of twelve drops, drops yeah twelve drops um, yeah unfortunately yeah so last minute, I don't know, I've but, got an idea okay but you know yeah what's your idea, well, idea? you overbook it right so listen Ooh. hear me out. you overbook it right and then if come the day there's too many people the bottom players have to play Aristea and do like a build a community building thing and they just play Aristea in the back room like that. Right, and that mm-hmm. way you encourage people to play Aristea, plays them, and I don't, I don't think we want to be like the airline. That's right, Infinity. We have to start. Sorry, this place full. Yeah, this this tournament's full. We have to start. We have to buy your tickets back off you with items from the prize pool. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to work. But no, I think it's it's harder nah, because always... because of the location. Um, although to be fair, I did I did meet a lot of players who were from Newcastle. It does seem like the Newcastle Edda is, or the Newcastle Infinity players, there seem to be more of them than there are like anywhere else in New South Wales. Um, mm. But it's, but still, it's, it's still it's an issue, right? Because it's not like it's forty minutes from um, Maitland. Sorry, it's forty minutes from Newcastle. It's what two hours from Sydney. Mm. Yep. So it's not like you know, if a Sydney player goes, oh yeah, cool, I can go Friday, you know, but only finds out Friday afternoon. It's still like a two-hour drive through traffic. Um, plus, yes, they find accommodation. It's yeah, not easy. Exactly. You know, we're, not whereas, easy. like Burn, Burn City Brawl, we might have a few people who maybe go, "Oh, I can't make it because of the kids," or "I can't make it because mm. of work," and then last minute says, "You know, you know, gets the gets the time off and goes, oh, well, I can be there tomorrow because they're in the same city." Mm. It's, a bit, it's a bit easier if you're hosting it in a capital city rather than hosting it in a smaller town. Yeah, right. That's just a really long-winded way to say to shit on country towns, Kevin. But that's fine. Well, yeah, Uh, no, I agree. (laughs) I I I agree somewhat in terms of like filling up numbers, but in terms of running event an event like of that size in a country town like that, I thought it was Mm. great because it meant that pretty much every night we're all hanging out right together. Everyone went to the same pub, affordable as well. Yep. Um, it's not yeah, it's not too expensive. Um, and you get to like you get to visit somewhere you've never been before. As well. No, it was like how yeah, absolutely. I can guarantee of every single person that came from Melbourne, I was the only one who had ever been to Maitland. Maitland, yeah, absolutely. No, and it was because I'm a, from that, up that way. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I like the place. It was it was a lot more. Um, it, it it definitely becoming gentrified. Well, not gentrified is the wrong word, but it's it's it's. There's quite a few places there, as far as pubs and restaurants and cafes and and the pizza and, place yeah, was amazing. Like the pizza place was yeah, so we, good. We, we will we can get into that, but yeah, that that pizza place was one of the best pizzas I've ever had. I so agree. I, I, I agree. How like can you, who would have thought that on this Infinity Outing weekend to Maitland, New South Wales, we would go to what is possibly some of the best pizza we've ever had in our lives. It's, it's <laughs> like the mind the mind boggles. But so, also some of the worst uh, vegetarian uh, schnitzels I've ever had. 
So, <laughs> yeah. it all evened out. It all evened out. But, you're, yeah. you're, the look on your face. I think it was your... Actually, I'm not sure if it was your face or Josh's face. Yeah. He was also a visual. He yeah. just kind of looked at it like, it was a, like he was just going to spit at it. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want this. Like, what the that's fuck fine. is this? The it's, beer like was it's, like, it's like a giant flat mushroom that's been breaded. It was terrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but look, uh, hits and misses. No, honestly, um, uh, there was obviously no criticism uh, from my end uh, on the time. It was fucking awesome time um yeah it's just uh but the having 12 players drop must have been like heartbreaking for gab as well and obviously yeah so the trans matrix guys obviously had to drop which and um that meant we didn't have any of our uh grudge matches but also there was um there's a lot of missing faces like uh Lockie uh, wasn't there um the wa guys weren't there so yeah. heaps of people still kind of the heaps like uh jackie wasn't there there's like a lot of familiar faces that uh, weren't there. So um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully next time as well, because Gavin obviously suggested yeah, he's going to be running again. So Yeah, and he's planning next year to make it even bigger, right? Looking yeah, at exactly. 100 again. So, uh, yeah. But on that, actually, it's a good, it's a good, uh, well, maybe we can get into this when we, when we, maybe we should move on and go into day one and then we can, we can talk about the controversy. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. Like we can, we, we can, we can get straight into get straight into controversy. Right. Let's do it. So um, the um, uh, yeah. So I guess it happened day zero, right? When you and I are in the car, Kev. About six a.m., <laughs> I get a text message from none other than the boys over at Transmission Matrix. Um, not only did they fail to bring any tables down, but they did the ultimate smooth brain move of booking their airplane flights the wrong month to come to uh, they'd booked it in in July instead of June which meant that Well um, we, we don't we don't know we don't know if that's the case we're just trying to think of that's the That's what they said that's what they told me we okay. booked the wrong month okay. we booked the wrong flights so right, yes. um turns out they, they couldn't even make it at all after they went to all the effort to make the t-shirts we still wore the t-shirts on day 1 and we were we were representing um, yeah, the t-shirts, all, the t-shirts yeah. were great I bought a poster. Was I was going to get it signed by everyone, but it never yeah. arrived because they never <laughs> arrived. Um, oh, no. So it's, um, but yeah. it was still, um, so yeah, we had these uh, matchups lined up round one, fell through. Well, we've won them. Well, so we, yeah, we, so we've yeah, trans, Transmission Matrix versus, versus Lost Lieutenant. You've got our, uh, our, our winners by default. So. Uh, my, two, my two favorite words in the English language default default <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah no unfortunately yeah unfortunately we didn't get to play them obviously yeah it must suck for them like not missing out on that oh, I, I feel yeah. for those guys like because they've been looking forward to it as well and and yeah I think, I think yeah. Andrew one of the guys got COVID which you know really sucks and then the other guys just think the wrong flight which you know yeah it happens i guess just sucks yeah it sucks for everyone obviously the more the merrier that's that's always the way right the more the merrier the that's yeah that's three it's three it's three three people that didn't come you know uh, mm. which is a shame yeah shame. absolutely absolutely so but hey um always next year and always burn city brawl so you know yeah. Yeah, we could try and re re reignite the the grudge match for them if they if they if they can book the right flight this time. Um they won't beat us on our home turf. There's no <laughs> way. I'm sorry, but I am lining up the Not tables with... if they if they attend, we'll line up the tables favor our faction. I mean, sorry, that's Can we edit that one out? Um no, we can't. No, we, it's, we a live, it's a live show about this no, there's no editing. No, I've just given them an out. I've just given them an out if they attend BCB. 
God give them the give them the, the densest of Melbourne tables. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, and just dog wars. Cool. So right. do we do we want to then just jump straight into round one? Yeah. Let's do or it. is there anything anything else that happened in between that? In between. Uh, uh, not really. I, not not not. Should really, we shout uh, out? Oh, sorry. I was, was gonna say, should we shout out all the people that uh, attended? Uh, all the Melbourne guys that came up. Gonna say, are you gonna rattle off seventy names, Val? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. All the Melbourne guys that came up. Um, I, so I stayed with you, yourself, uh, Ben, um, and Kevin, obviously. Um, yeah, the three of, so the three of us, the three of us ha- with Ben had an Airbnb. Uh, yes. Which was nice. And then like four other guys had Airbnb and the rest of them shacked up at the pub. So, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So um, do you reckon it would have been, uh, do you reckon it would have helped the experience if we could have found something like two houses nearby each other and try uh, centralize it? Uh, or do you may- think it worked well? Maybe if ours was a little more central, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but I think it was fine. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, like, we all ended up going out for dinner thing. and going to the pub together anyway. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It would just be nice to have like a party house, um, in my opinion, but you know, plus the walk, the walk to our place is pretty long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Kevin got that. We'll, we'll get to that on the <laughs> evening of day one where, okay. For, okay. For, for those of us who, for those of our listeners who listened to our BrizCon recap, and we talked about the the evening with with with, with Valerie, you, you you may you may hear some um like some some from at least some familiar stories tonight. I know. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not the same yeah. story, but it definitely rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we 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 went to bed relatively early. I mean, at least at least Nick and I did because we'd done just done a, an 11 hour drive plus then set up like a bunch of tables then went out, for, then went out, out to dinner had a few beers and then yeah we we're just we we're just yeah we we're just cooked yeah you guys yeah you guys one man f really what were you guys listening to on the way on the drive i know i'm just delaying the round one i'm sure listeners are like fucking just get to it but uh what were you guys listening to we guys listen to infinity podcast on the way no, we, we weren't listening to infinity podcast we listened to um probably two thirds worth of uh Stephen Fry's Troy, uh, which oh, is like shit. A, 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 his retelling of uh, of of the Iliad, essentially. Oh um, wow! And so we listened. So to that you're both on... picking up Steel Phalanx. Steel Phalanx, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's nice to put a lot of context around what all those all those Greek names are and 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 how yeah. the, the parts they played in the in the Trojan War and everything. So, then no, it definitely got me more interested in Steel Phalanx and also rewatch you know rewatching Troy. Um, Did you end up yeah. watching it? Kev? No, no, no. I'm I'm halfway through watching Band of Brothers. I want to get through. through oh that my god, what a show! I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> like my, my 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 fifth watch through of the series is just like yeah. so often. I just put it on and be like, I'm watching this. The first three episodes are probably my favorite. Like when they're just forming the unit, like and they're becoming a band, and like oh yeah, I fucking love that. Oh my god, oh just oh yeah, amazing. It's all good. It's all it's all it's all killer. There's no filler that's it right so anyway we went to bed we got up in the morning we went to good games maitland by the way shout out to good games maitland uh, jacob and the other guy who runs the store i forget his name excellent hosts very very lovely friendly guys a massive store by the way massive. huge store um i've never seen such a big store uh, maybe outside of house of war but this was like just one store as opposed to on different levels so it was really mm-hmm. really good um and yeah um it's just space so that's good um, so yeah, we 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 rock up. We get ready for for uh, for round one. Um, Gav uh, is doing all the um, announcing. 
he announces tables. There's a nice sort of uh, thing where he puts it on Facebook where it tells you who your opponent is and what the table number is. So it's nice and easy. You don't have to listen out to the TO announcing it. Uh, you just know where it is. And he's conveniently numbered all the tables, which is always helpful. There's a clock on the wall as well, which tells you how much time you've got. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah. handy. The fact they had like a TV oh, so screen handy. up on the wall yep. that had the, like the clock running on it. So you could just, and yep. it was huge, right? It was a massive TV. Yeah. So from wherever you were in the room, you could always just look up and see what the time is um, at. Yeah. So I thought that I was I utilized the amazing. shit out of that clock. Alex, Me too. I'll, yeah, I'll go into it. Really I'll go into, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, having that reference. And I'll go into um, how I use it like with my opponent. Um, I actually... I'll touch on that a little bit later, but um, the sorry, there was something else I mentioned. Uh, oh yeah, so the, I, I just want I just want to quickly we I won't get time to talk about this game, but also I beat Ed Sykes on day zero, so fuck yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Val the mad lad didn't think five games of Infinity was going to be enough, so he had one the night before. <laughs> yeah, um, so some might say some being Robert Cantrell saying ah oh, it's an easy win because it was Morats versus uh, Spilecore. But I'm sorry, but my smooth brain had to take on Ed Sykes, and um, <laughs> I will take that win any day of the week. Thank you. So you're, and you're saying because Spiral Core, uh, Morats are immune to the jammer thing? Yeah, that's right. So one of Spiral Core's strengths is obviously having uh, jammers and um, yeah, being dangerous to to uh, you know isolating you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and Morats ignore that bullshit. So right. there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention. Um, uh, each round, Gavin had uh, a special challenge oh, that he, he did it. for each one, which was um, really, really hard. So <laughs> round one was going to be countermeasures, mm -hmm. and Gav's challenge here, and by the way, if you got this challenge, you got like an army box. Like, he has yeah. shitloads of prizes. Because or like, or like a mat or something. Or, yeah, like, like prizes. Good prizes. Yeah. If it, but that's why they were so hard, was because he didn't want a heap of people winning him right so exactly yeah yeah so round one was countermeasures the challenge was have one model complete five classified objectives if you got that then you got like something cool um do we want to just go around the table and talk about our games briefly um when lost draw yeah we played our sure. armies and stuff like that oh actually oh, maybe should we talk we about actually... the armies we took to start with we should talk about the armies first yes we haven't done that yeah. uh, let's do that first cool. next you want to take it away yeah definitely so um I was playing White Banner, which I have been playing for probably the past 18 months. Um, this is the last event showing that White Banner will have, though. I'm shelving them after this and moving on to White Company, the other the other white meat. Um, finally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on, but um, I'm, I'm really happy with, with both my lists and the way that they performed. Uh, so I had two. I had Sugar and Spice as list number one, and then the other list was, uh, was Everything Nice. So Sugar and Spice and Everything mm -hmm. Nice are my two lists. Oh, you um, named them. That's that's good. I think they're they're looking at giving it awards for best named list. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. And and I'll talk. I t I'll talk about what the names mean as well once I once I go through them. So, um, let me just. I might as well just bring this up on the screen here. So I'll show the, uh, YouTube audience what my, uh, what my list looks like. So first up, I've got a blue wolf, with. You a... Want to put that into the the, the Discord chat as well? If uh, you can. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me just. What I'll do is I'll copy the. I um, know oh you're asking so much for me to do. I'm not allowed to touch go. my computer, so I'm not. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm gonna put the. I'm putting the army code in the chat, um, so okay. you guys can uh, play along at home. Here's uh, Some. this is army number one, which is uh, uh, sugar and spice. So we've got blue wolf, 
who's in a duo with a Tiang Gao killer hacker. Now that Tiang Gao, mm. cause it's got a uh, cyber mask. No, no, not cyber mask, hollow mask, sorry. Would uh, hollow echo as, uh, what's his name? Uh, Adil Mamut. Uh, in crane mm-hmm. armor, so his heavy infantry, it's got the same 4-4 four, four move, so it's uh, an easy, uh, it's hackable as well, so that's already open information, the fact that I've got a hacker that is ha- that's secretly a hacker, but is already showing, presenting as hackable, um, is great, uh, and they, it's, the idea there is that that killer hacker dra- is dragged up the table by the blue wolf and then just stage dives into the enemy hacker. Mech engineer with a power bot, uh, two Shaolin monks and Liang Kai in that little Harris. So the Shaolin monks mm-hmm. become regular. I've got a baggage bot, uh, which is basically just there for the extra uh, cheap order, order, as well as being able to reload the Panzerfausts on the Blue Wolf, as well as reload the, the Long Yar, which is the next uh, along in the list. I've got Long Yar Mine Layer, uh, and then just a Flash Pulse bot, and that's Group 1. So I've got nine regular orders in Group 1. And then group two has a five-man link, which has got a Shang-G, APHMG, Tinbot, Firewall, Neg-6, and Tactical Awareness, uh, Shang-Jesus, as some call him, uh, a, a Zanshi Hacker, Zanshi Paramedic, Zanshi Lieutenant, and then the Beast Hunter fire team option, who's got the Panzerfausts, uh, and is also a mine layer. So that Beast Hunter fire team option is like... I found I've gotten a lot of value out of as an absolute throwaway ARO piece because um, he's got a great loadout. Sure, he only gets to, when he's in the getting the plus one burst, he only gets to shoot the Panzerfaust once, but if he gets it off, it's um, it, can do, it can be absolutely devastating for your opponent. And then the final thing in that group is a Hundun uh, with a heavy rocket launcher and X-Visor. So that's... Mm. Uh, Sugar and spice. The blue wolf and Tian Gao is the sugar, and the five man link is the uh, is the spice. What were these lists? What was it? What was this list designed to do? The so I designed this one to do countermeasures and uh, com center were the two that uh, I had planned to use this list for, and it could do rescue if I wanted, depending on what the table looked like. Um, okay. The idea being that I haven't leaned, I haven't lent leaned lent i haven't pushed too heavily into forward deployment um there's no infiltrators in this list there's a couple of things that do deploy outside the deployment zone but not a huge amount um mm-hmm. because so many of the of the missions had those exclusion zones i didn't want that i didn't want to be hamstrung by that yeah and, and and i do like the fact that that's a beast hunter that's a bs12 mimetism panzerfaust for nine points exactly so cheap and he gets uh those fire team bonuses it's not a pure fire team but i personally i'm not too fussed about pure fire teams um at the moment so which is fine as well because if you do lose the beast hunter and you go into a four-man link then you're i've still, you got, know, six, I've still got six cents and you've still yeah. got to deal with the shang g who's yeah who's um, bs13 with burst five that's right so the way i'll de- the way i sort of deploy them is so that the beast hunter is the first thing that gets engaged, and then if he if he works, he works. If not, that's okay. He's only nine points. And the second thing is the Shang Ji who gets engaged, and he is much harder to 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 take out. Yeah, very nice. Uh, that, yeah, now that's, that's the only the only minor criticism I have of, the, of this list is that you have an obvious lieutenant. Someone does right. want to ship it. Yeah, the um, the Tian Gao is. Uh, hollowed as an option that can also be an LT. 
Oh, or a chain of command. Or um, chain of command. Yep. Or chain of command. Uh, no, the heavy infantry one does not have chain of command. It's the, oh, the, okay. the light infantry one has chain of command. Um, right. But you're right. I do have a pretty obvious lieutenant. In saying that, um, he is bunkered up pretty well in that five man link. So come get um, some. That's right. And so I'll just load up my second list. And you got yeah, AP mines there to protect him potentially. Exactly. So I'm and... putting the the beast hunter's putting a mine down, and the long yard's putting a mine down as well. So and the hundun's watching. Exactly. Always. Hundun's always watching. <laughs> always watching. Is always watching. <laughs> always watching. Um, so let me just share this second list in the chat there. Okay. And then I'll bring this over on the screen. And then this is my second list. Um, a lot of similar sim similarities. It does uh, hit a lot of the same notes, but then a few differences as well. So uh, before we had Sugar and Spice, this is uh, All Things Nice. The same Blue Wolf and Tiangao combo, Mech Engineer, uh, just a line troop engine uh, lieutenant who I hired somewhere. Um, baggage Bot. This is where things start to change a little bit. We've got the Guilang Hacker, uh, who's deploying uh, Infiltrating. A tiger Soldier Paramedic. Uh, two Flash Pulse bots and one Shaolin Monk. And that's uh, one, two, yeah, that's ten, uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, ten thing, ten, 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 yeah. ten in group one. And then group two, we've got two Long Yar Mine Layers, a Hundun, a, a TR bot, and a War Core. So this is more of a traditional 10 and 5 split where far, where the group 2 is your uh, stand-up ARO presence to slow the enemy down. Uh, your opponent spends orders in taking out those things in group 2 and I'm totally okay with them doing that because none of them none of them score anything. None of them do much for, for missions. They're just there to die and to p potentially kill a couple of things in the process as they go down. Um, this, this is the list that I took for and pl had planned on taking and did end up taking for supremacy uh supplies and uh rescue uh whereas like i wanted the drop troop in rescue particularly so that i could drop in or walk in if possible uh, if my opponent had synced and brought back a couple of civvies to deal with that um and then the fact he's a paramedic in supplies means he gets a double roll when opening a box and then also have a few more midfield things deploying out of my deployment zone uh for supremacy as well so that's the um the long and short of my lists kev did you want to talk about yours yeah sure absolutely so uh i don't know if you want to have spoilers your them. listeners phoenix uh sorry uh sphinx there you <laughs> go <laughs> Yeah, so um, I don't know if we want to throw these up on the thing or not, or how we even do that. I guess I have to put it on the um, Discord. That's probably a good idea, right? Yeah. So I've um, sent mine to the Facebook group chat. Okay, cool. All right, well, um, so I was running Shaz Vasi for this, and uh, the first list up here is the my what I just basically called countermeasures, because I don't know if you've listened on the podcast, I have no idea what my lists are going to be, and I didn't want to just make a list that was only for countermeasures, but, spoiler alert, that's what I did. <laughs> my countermeasures list is a Nox Lieutenant, uh, an Echadron, Q-Drone HMG, a Medtech with two Slave Drones, Caliban MSC-1 Spitfire, a Caliban Chain of Command for the obvious Nox, Mentor Hacker, um, Speculo Mine Layer, Speculo Boarding Shotgun, and a Malignos Killer Hacker. That's Sorry, Kev, have you shared that anywhere for me to open? Uh, no, I'm doing that while I'm typing, which is hard to do because I cannot do things at the same time. Uh, I'll do 
it now? There you go. That's it there. Shared it. Um, so that's group one. And then group two is um, one R drone, which is a flash pulse bot, and four Tigers with double action CC weapons. So this one was my yeah, countermeasures list. Um, you know, you've got Medtech, you've got a Caliban with MSV1, you've got Chain of Command, you've got two hackers, one of them, both of them are veterans, uh, and then two speculos to do the veteran classifieds on the other side of the table. Um, so yeah, this this was this is one I've been working with for a little bit, and uh, I quite like it. Um, any 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 comments on that, boys? Move on. I mean, Group Two is just egregious as tigers are when you stack them like that and the double speculo is um is quite formidable as well i like this list yeah i i like this list too um and it, it uh i mean we'll, we'll talk about how many games i played with it uh, later um the other list is my as val says my sphinx list um this is so i'll oh, i'll also copy that and put it into the chat so that you can paste it into Buda if you want to while I'm talking. Yep. Um, so this is my sinks list. This is what was originally designed to do... Um, I called it Com Center um, because I wanted to try and build a Kelly list that could still push buttons. Um, and it was also sort of designed to do rescue as well. Um, but I, like, like I said on the previous episode, I couldn't quite decide where I was going to go with this and if I was, how I was going to split it. Um, basically, it came down to the fact that I wanted to run a Sphinx and I was just going to run it no matter what and hopefully it would work. So this list was is two Ica drones, Alabama Engineer with two Slave drones, a Speculo Mine Layer, a Sphinx, uh, two Nox, one of them was my lieutenant, so a decoy lieutenant, Shrouded Hacker, a Mentor Hacker, and a Taiga with double action CC weapons. So that's 10 orders in group one. And then group two is, um, you bet, you you guessed it, an R drone and four Taigas. So it's basically, yeah. So group two is always like basically four, four Taigas with double action CC weapons and the R drone. If found the double action CC weapons, just get one point more, just get twice as much work done as the AP plus shock. Um, the amount of times I've rolled into somebody, and they've just passed their armor save. Is uh, it just happens all the time. So having the double action just means that I can roll in, and at the very least, I'll usually take one wound off whatever I've hit. And you've got the R drone in case one of those four survive, so you can go again. Exactly, and the R drone's always there just to give me myself, especially if I go first, which is what this list is designed to do, to go first and use that R drone's order to pump another order into the Taga, and maybe potentially get it to berserk or just be in a more annoying obnoxious position um quick shout out to the mentor hacker because it's in both my lists i really really like this profile and in this mission lineup because we have three out of the five missions with exclusion zones and because mentors don't have infiltration um you know paying one point more for a sh for essentially a better shrouded hacker is with count with counterintelligence and a BTS of six is was really really good. So, um, the mentor hacker I'm really enjoying when you combine it. Yeah, basically when you go first and your opponent knows you've got countermeasures or thinks you've got countermeasures, and um, doesn't bother stripping you orders, so you have like nine. You effectively have ten orders, ten orders to pump into the Sphinx on turn one. Yeah, it's nice. really really valuable. Yeah, um, that's 
Um, did you did you ever use the R drone as like a repeater net to extend your repeater range, or you use it as an mm, error? I think in all five of my games, the only thing the R drone did was occasionally throw out the occasional flash pulse, but it was really just orders for the tigers. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it didn't. Um, hacking wise, in this game, in this in this tournament, didn't do an awful lot. The hackers were, pr- were primarily used for um, pushing buttons and doing and class the- fights. The strong thing about having hackers under camo states uh, is the fact that you don't need killer hackers because you pick your fights unless they discover you, of course. So you're not like susceptible to their killer hackers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they can just sit next to a button, sit next to wherever they need to be, and just wait to be used. Um, because most of the time my opponent isn't. I mean, I was worried going into this because um, you know, we we've been we've heard about the strength of Ariadna, and I was worried about bears, and I was worried about sensor on dogs. Um, thankfully, I didn't run up against any of that, so that was good. Yeah, no. So those, so those are those are my two lists. I think I've sent you the other one there as well, Nick. If you wanted to throw that one up too, I did or maybe I didn't. Yeah, I did. Um, so those are those are my two lists. Cool, Val. I've got yours open now as well. We've got Novacore official Which... one. Novacore official one. All right. So this one is the list that I use for. Round one and five. So this was uh, for countermeasures. countermeasures. and comm center. That's right. That's right. So countermeasures was always going to be my hardest mission uh, because I just didn't build a list for it. But basically, what you've got is a Harris of a Kyosot, Kytok Heavy Rocket Launcher, and Anyat. So then after that, you've got a four-man link. You've got a Vanguard Lieutenant, a Vanguard Paramedic, Syriot HMG, uh, sorry, HRL with uh, Tinbot. Um, and a Kurgat engineer with uh, drop bears. Then you have a Q drone HMG, Datarazi, and that completes uh, Group One with nine models. Group Two has six uh, six models. Uh, it's got an R drone, a Rindak, Osnat with two Predators in a ha- another Harris, and an E drone. So basically, you've got a Harris with the Kyosot, the Kaitok, Anyat, and then you've got a five man, a uh, four man link. So you've got two AO pieces. Um, the idea is, you know, the Kaitok and the Syriat are the AO pieces if, and the Q-Drone. So you've got quite a good AO presence. And you've got a good spread of hackers, uh, a good spread of specialists, mainly being the Rindak, uh, who can do quite a lot of classifieds because he's a paramedic and heavy infantry. Um, and you've got Anyat, who's a character, and you've got Kyosot with an MSV. But um, I only had one hacker, and that was the E-Drone. So... The only hacking I could do was through the e-drone. Was the e-drone. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty dicey. So, so anyone who, the anyone who managed to achieve the challenge where they got like five classifiers with one model, which I think was done by a knight of Santiago. I uh, so no no a uh, knight it? of justice hacker. Somebody who did oh. it with a, yeah, it was a knight of justice hacker who did did it. Um, it was only one person who achieved it, and they did it with a knight of justice hacker, and they got more classifieds with that model than I got with my whole army. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, so that was my first list. Um, and then my other list was uh, official Novacore Official 2. And that was a three-man link of Kornak, a Rodok with strategic deployment, and Anyat. So that's a Harris. And then I've got a four-man team of uh, Mora Vanguard Paramedic, Suryat Heavy Rocket Launcher, Kaitok Heavy Rocket Launcher, Mora Vanguard Missile Launcher, a Dadarazi and a Gahi. That rounds out Group 1 with nine models again. And then uh, Group 2 has six models, starting with an Ikadron, 
an M drone, which is the utility one with Ford Observer and Sensor, a Rassiat Spitfire, two Predators, and an Osnat in a, in a Harris. So mm. those are my so so the common theme there uh, between the two lists is obviously the Osnat with the two Predators. I think that's a very strong Harris, and uh, having the heavy rocket launcher Syriat with MSV one as well as the Kytok because I value my aero presence. So that oh, was two. Yes, yeah, sorry. Right. So both of those lists had two, two sort of three man links or four. Yes. Three, three, three man links technically. Yeah. So two three man. Uh, two. Yeah. So two Harrises and one four man link. So um, yeah, I was very much playing. I didn't have. Yeah, I was playing four man links. Yeah, I was setting up the list, both lists to play with four man links. But because right. there's so many wild cards in there, I ended up deploying uh, as a five man link twice. Okay, so you yeah, can just because, pull it up and have a well, have a duo instead. Throw yeah, throw Anyat in there and or uh, or a Kaitok into the uh, into the four man. And they're still and, uh, um, they're still pure. Exactly. Great, and that's that's, right. that's one of the great advantages of of Morats, right? With the Morat rule is that they they can make these pure fire teams. So you, you know, it's, it's kind of I do find it a little bit surprising that you wouldn't lean into that and just organize them to have five anyway to get the extra ballistic skill. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, look, um, we can, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that might be probably the way to go. I think that's how all the other Morai players went, did did it, and some of them did a little bit better than I did, especially when you look at how many objective points I got and how close all my games were. But we'll get into that. I think I think though there's there's some value in being able to you know have a run a four man link and then that that fifth that fifth member then can be something different like. Uh, I don't have the other list up at the moment, but the first list, what was that? Can you bring be brought back up again? I want to talk quickly about the Kyosot. Yeah, the Kyosot. Yeah, the Kyosot is so. The Kyosot is not a does not make a pure link. No, right? so, so that's can... why you've got a Kyosot, a Kytok, and Yat. Then what was that? Two Morats. Hey, yeah, two Vanguards, Suryat, and uh, Kurgat. So also, okay, yeah. So it's, yeah, so it's a three man anyway. No, no, no. Um, Two vanguards, a Suryat and a Kurgat. Kurgat can go into so that's a four-man. Oh, that's a four-man. But then the three-man is the Kaisot, the Kaitok, and the Anya. And Anya. Yeah, that's right. So the Kaitok joint. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see the Kaisot being used very much. I guess we'll talk about when into your games, but what, what yes. made you want to bring that particular profile? I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of value to it in the sense that it can really hammer your opponents, get it into the right gunfight. And uh, right. that hap- that nearly happened around five, and we'll discuss that. But basically, what happened? You, what you can do is you can throw the Kaitok into the four-man link, making it a five-man link if you're going second. Mm-hmm. And you can still have Anyat and Kyosot in a duo. And the main thing with the duo is the fact that Anya brings smoke. The Kyosot has MSC one and chain colts and submachine guns. So effectively, by doing that, they're quite a nasty little uh, duet, which can because she has a K1 combi and he has a uh, AP submachine gun with T2. So mm. if you need to take out a tag, those two are going to do it. Yeah, no, I think um, I think it's a good profile. It definitely needs a, a piece that can outrange, it can range out a bit further than it can. I think yeah. Anya probably doesn't quite, you know, doesn't do that job as well. Mm. Like if it would be in a duo or a Harris with something like an HMG or hell, even something like um, Hornak. Yeah, have been you know being able to get into that those range bands that it needs to be in, but sure, certainly it's a dangerous piece if it's allowed yeah. to. You know, I'm thinking like a lot of TAC players, you know, or even Ariadna players. If you can get a 
walk a like a Morimer, you know, with a TG mm. boarding shotgun into range, it's just going to kill. It's Absolutely. getting it into range is a problem. Yeah, well, that's why you bring Anya because she's got the smoke. Yeah, sure, that's true. But yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, uh it only only really got it once. Um, and we'll discuss that round five. Cool. All right. So we well, can probably jump into it then. jump into the into the rounds now. I want us to try and be as brief as possible. We don't want full blow by blows. If we can yeah. keep into like five minutes max per game, I think that'll that'll do it. Just yeah. touch on on the main points. So, um, my round one countermeasures do a timer was yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my round one was <laughs> countermeasures uh, against uh, a player from Canberra whose ITS name was was Bell Horace. I. I cannot for life of me remember his his actual name. I do apologize. Um, he was playing Steel Phalanx, and uh, his list had uh, like Phoenix in a bunch of Myrmidons, uh, as well as um, uh, a Thrakatai link, and then a few other bits and pieces around the place. Uh, he won the role and elected to go first, which I was totally okay with because um, I was taking my list that has a fairly strong uh, Aero presence with the link team with the two guys standing up and a, and a few other bits and pieces around the place as well. His first turn, he didn't really achieve too much. I mean, our, our flop was not necessarily conducive to a first turn achievements really either as well. We had, I can't remember exactly what we had, but I know we had, um, I think, um, uh, like test run and um, ex- experimental drug came up early mm, and then yeah. um, maybe sabotage as well. So, they're obviously going first with those things to like repair something or, or heal someone, unless you're planning on losing something in your first turn, it's a bit tricky. Um, so I think first up, he just burnt um, um, test run because I had a whole bunch of remotes up as well mm. that he could have um, capped. And then I could have repaired fairly easily, which, which was not a bad play. Um, but then he was running steel phalanx. And whenever I run steel phalanx, I always, and sort of afraid that they're just going to jump straight down my throat, smoke all the way out the board, and then just tear me apart at really close range. Um, he didn't do that at all. He kind of kept his link teams in his deployment zone and just started with Phoenix hurling uh, rockets at me, which was kind of okay because um, a few couple of things went down, but nothing that I was not too afraid to lose. Um, and then he hadn't achieved any classifieds in his first turn. Comes around on my first turn, and because um, he's still like I didn't take anything out in ARO, uh, he's still got a couple of pretty strong pieces standing up. But I managed to maneuver around them with a couple of cautious moves. Got my um, engineer up in just past the midfield and pushed the uh, pushed some D charges onto a piece of terrain for sabotage, uh, which was the first classified I achieved. And then uh, I think that's all I did in my first turn as well. So pretty low scoring um, first round. Uh, second round, I also, sorry, I also pushed my tag up the flank because there was one of the ones where you had to get a hacker to do the thing in the deployment zone. Mm, um, mapping. Mapping. Yep. And um, so I started one. to push my uh, my tag, dragging the, uh, dragging the, uh, killer hacker up up with him and uh to counter that he launched a, a lobbed a repeater a um a deployable repeater from a pitcher uh, right next to him so my tag as well as my secret killer hacker were in his hacking net um 
then he started moving uh, his one of his hackers that he had, which was actually Scylla, uh, uh, Scylla. Oh yeah. Um, which mm. because I don't ever read courtesy lists, right? If I had read it, I would have reacted differently but i'm like yeah that's a regular hacker you've walked you've just walking past i'm in your repeater range i'm gonna reveal my um my killer hacker and trinity you and he's like oh cool i'll just trinity you back with trinity plus one damage and you're in my and i get my firewall bonus which stacks with my ecm hacking neg three and i'm like i have just made the most terrible decision i like should have known what that was kind of thing yeah um so my guy died <laughs> and uh which was not great because he was one of one of the two hackers that i have in the list when we've uh got a few we've ended up getting a couple of hacking um cards on the on the draw so i think he then um achieved one or two and, and brought it back to parity uh but still not many things dying um so i still had plenty of orders comes around in my next turn and he's dropped a drop troop sorry in his turn as well he dropped a drop troop right into my deployment zone uh and then when it tried to engage with uh, liang kai they uh both did a wound to each other with template weapons but liang kai has um doesn't have two wounds but he's got no wounding cap so he didn't go down but his guy did go down and the next draw on the flop was in extremist recovery so I'm like, hmm. and this guy's sitting right in my deployment zone so i'm looking at the flop I'm like okay i think i could probably achieve three of those right now so i spend all my orders on my hacker because it was the, the also the one that we got up was to hack an enemy model or yeah to do pass a whip check with a hacker in zone of control yeah. of an enemy so i walked my hacker over to this unconscious uh drop troop and did the hack and it got it off and then walked a monk up to do it in extremist recovery i failed the whip roll at that point but um achieved it plus my, three as well in, right yeah so <laughs> um I, I failed that one uh but then achieved it in in the next turn so um i ended the game we ended the game with i had four classifieds and he had two so it was a six two win to me um in saying that if he had played a little bit differently and a bit more been a bit more efficient with with some of his orders he definitely could have taken me um because he, he because he chose to sort of stay in his deployment zone and 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 use his sort of key pieces to shoot at me from back there when it came around to my turn, there was nothing up close that was really threatening me. So I, I was able to maneuver around and, and slide and using smoke and, um, and just cautious moves and things like that, get around his, his pieces. So I uh, think, right. I think he needs to listen to the audiobook of Troy because that drop troop was the, like the opposite of that wooden horse. Like it was genuinely a gift. That drop troop gave you two classifiers from sounds. Of exactly. <laughs> That's right. So, but when it when he came when the drop troop came down, I don't think those classifieds were yeah. there. They both came up in the next turn. Like one he had he'd achieved one, so then one came up and then I burnt one of the other ones, and the next one mm. that came up was like, okay, this is a very, very nice draw that I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that that's that, yeah, lined up pretty well. But obviously, yeah, I don't think he was way, right. intending to lose his drop troop. I think he was intending to do some damage. But Lean Kai for the first fight, that's ugh, hard. Yeah, and there was, so there was two. There was Liang Kai and the two monks. He was able to hit all of them with the first. Um, uh, 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 for the rifle, but they all dodged, and so then yeah. two of them dodged out of line of fire, and Liang Kai just stood there. Yeah. And so the next, the next um, encounter was just him, Liang Kai versus the drop troop, and uh, he came off second best. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
What was the drop trip? The uh, oh, oh, the only drop trip you get. Yeah, the, um... some cheap thing. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember the name of them now off the top of my head. But yeah, Diomedes is, Diomedes is the name character for them. Ectromoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, Sam. Ectromoy, yeah. The r- real cheap one. They're good. So... Yeah, they're oh, really he good. A ha- he was a hacker as well, actually. 25 point... Or was it 20... was it the hacker or not the hacker? I can't remember. But um... How many minutes was that? I was uh oh, I was like well, I mean I was counting it there that was uh, uh I'm joking eight, yeah, yeah, eight minutes eight minutes Nick okay bit too long winded so yeah okay um, well Kev I'll try Kev, I'll try and improve jump in I'll try to improve Jesus this is the most toxic thing we've ever done okay so <laughs> you give call. you give anybody any authority over anyone they'll fucking abuse it so, <laughs> it's so like hex hex I just put up my table from from round one, and yes, I have marked on the table where my other hacker was, and as well for those of us yeah. who are in the chat. So my first round was against Josh Price, who I discovered after I met him is actually a fellow Victorian. So my first round was against Victorian. I'd never met him before because he actually lives about right. four hours away in Albury, uh, and he's a doctor. And he also drove up to um, Novacor. No, so shout shout out to him for making the long drive up by himself. Um, he was playing assassins, and uh, we rolled off. And I can't remember who won. Wait, but I ended up... sorry, is he patient zero? Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, go on, go on, brought it up potentially. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, I can't remember who won the roll. Uh, but either way, I went first. I think I might have, cho- I might have won it and chosen to go first. And the reason why I chose to go first was um, I had two speculators on this list. And I also knew I was playing Assassins and I didn't want to get fadeed. I thought, right, I'm going to go first. The flop wasn't the best. Um, I had mapping like you did, uh, Nick, as well as a couple others. I was like, oh, fuck, how do I do those? So I chose to go first um, and um, made, basically made, made it my mission to go and do mapping on turn one, which required me getting my Malignus hacker from the 16-inch line all the way across now i don't know if you want to pull up that photo that i put in there nick because it might be useful to our listeners to understand what i did but um once it's up once it's up there you can tell me if you can get up there sorry just give me a moment yep. but, um basically yeah i made it my mission to do the to, to get mapping with the malignos khd okay uh, it's on who, the screen yeah he he basically oh, that was that was your that was your time. Ah! Uh, that, that was your ten minutes, not mine. That wasn't mine. That was mine. That was that was, that was his. I haven't put mine on yet. So, uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, oh okay, five God. minutes starts now. Right. So my malignos basically moved across this. Uh, what do you call it? This walkway, prone, like a lot of orders because my opponent had um, a link team standing up. And they also had this very interesting thing where he had three gulams. On a rooftop, just standing up, and I was like, "Okay, those are aren't, they, those aren't gulams." Are they... Did you know that they weren't gulams at that point? Or... Well, I, I, well, while well, he was deploying, I was like, "Oh, I mean, it's possible that he could be like wanting to make a little harass out of this." But then, as we went on, I was like, "Ah ha ha, that's an IR, right?" Okay, so I basically called his bluff with a malignos. I basically started moving it, and once I'd realised that those were probably IRs, I just stood the guy up and just walked um, into the midst of. Two of his, two of these hollow echoes. Well, there were gulams, but I reckon they were hollow, hollow echoes. Basically, asked him if he wanted to do anything. 
know if it was because he's a marker and I'm a marker. He elected to do nothing. I just elected to continue on my way. Um, went to the back arc of them and then proceeded to do mapping. And then, uh, sorry, before I did mapping, realized that there was Layla Sharif was in the back there in a, in a link team. So I was like, well, my, my Malignus hacker is going to kill Layla Sharif. Killed Layla Sharif, ended mapping, then went back into camel state. And uh, the rest of my turn was the Speculo throwing smoke on one of the HVTs, then walk into base contact and get capture. Um, or capture or whatever the one is when a veteran has to be in base contact with an HVT. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically then put my Speculo out in the open for the next round because it, you know, the HVT has disappeared, the smoke has disappeared, the Speculo's just kind of stand there going, hello, kill me now. Um, uh, Josh got pretty unlucky uh, with some of the rolls, wasn't able to kill the Malignos um, um, efficiently. I think he failed, he, he whiffed a few rolls, um, ended up climbing a Gazi up there to try to jammer me, but got shot up by a, my Q drone that was um, at the back of the board. Um, did put the Speculo down. Um, did, yeah, did put the Speculo down, did eventually put the Malig- Malignos down, but couldn't ca- but couldn't kill either of them. Then in my second turn, I rolled the regen for both of them successfully, and they both stood back up again. Yuck. That's disgusting. I'm just going to pause you there for a second, Kev. I've just got to pause the recording to fix something, okay? Oh, sure. Yeah, so unfortunately fortunately for me and unfortunately for Josh, the Malignos and the Speculo both stood back up. Again, um, he was able to put the Speculo down properly uh, on the next run. Um, he'd moved his IR out uh, to go do some classifieds. Um, I think he managed to do one of them. Um, unfortunately, he got into a fight with my Q drone and just kept losing. Uh, nothing really happened. I think he lost a wound and then ran out of orders. Um, I had a Caliban that was up on the same walkway that then stood up and took the IR out. And then my mentor hacker, who was a pretty was a bit of a champion, um, moved out on my right flank um, and started. Um, doing classifieds, started doing the all the hacking ones. Um, he, you know, did a data scan on an unconscious body, which I think was one of his Delami. He did uh, so he did he did data scan, he did telemetry, he did net undermine, and he did um one other that I forget what it is now. Oh, it's the other one where you have to be in base contact with an HVT. It's not capture. It's like the other one. I forget what it is now. Not not rescue. It's something like HVT something. I forget what it was now. But he did end Don't up worry. doing four. Don't worry. Four is a lot. Don't worry about it. So he ended up doing four classifieds uh, by the end of the game. The mentor hacker. So that was that was the that was really good. Um, there was a cool little uh, bit at the start of the game that I forgot to mention where he went second. So he his his uh, he had two for days. Um, one of his fides went down the back of my table where my where my med tech was. Then my reserve. I also had two two um, two speculos. So one of them went. So basically, sorry to go back a bit. I I spent a command token to hold two reserves back, which are both of my speculos. His reserve. Sorry, his. Oh, that's my five minutes up. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll finish on this one. So, his two reserves, sorry, my two reserves were two speculos. He also had two for days. I deployed everything but two, my two speculos. 
he deployed one of his fides next to my med tech, the intention of just like shotgunning it or walking into close combat. I deployed one of my reserves, which was the speculo mine layer, with the with the speculo on one side of his fide and my mine on the other side of the of the fide. And because it was close to a wall, he couldn't move it away from it. Basically blocked in one of his fides from moving, and the other fide went the, the other speculo sorry went off to um go and do objectives. So that was quite a good little position where he was kind of like, well, what do I do with this fide now? I'm like, well, you can't. You basically have to reveal yourself and just try and dodge this mine, which he successfully did, and then managed to move out, kill my med tech, but then got like you know taken down by a Q drone, TR the TR combi and an Ekadron. Um, that was a cool little you know way of I had to sacrifice my speculo in order to save my stuff. Yeah, um, right. It was good to have it there because having the mine and the speculo up against a corner. And that his fide couldn't 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 get out. So the game ended uh nine two, I think it was. Um but yeah, because it was it was a good game. Um uh I was just lucky that I think I got on the front foot early and did some classifieds, held his killer hacker and basically made it harder for him to do his own classifieds. Cool. Very nice. Well, moving on. Val, your five yeah, minutes right. starts now. Five minutes begins. Let's see if I <laughs> But basically my first opponent was uh David Bidfeld. Um, he's a Queenslander, I think Townsville. Uh, very, very nice opponent, very polite, uh, very, uh, very clean, uh, uh, the way he played. Um, he was running NCA, so he had a, um, I basically faced the most expensive army at the, he had nine bolts. That's madness. It was fucking gross. Um, so basically he, when he deployed, uh, I went second, he, he went first. Basically, he deployed nine bolts. He had a five-man link. He had a Harris with fire leading it, and then he had two duos: one with a um, bulleteer and one with like um, I don't know some character dude. But um, so I opted to deploy my link as five-man because I'm like, if those bolts are coming, I need all the BS I can get. Uh, so I did, uh, put Kaitok my uh, four-man link. I'm uh, basically turn one. He pushed very hard. Uh, he set up with his five-man link, Kardec slicing the board. He pushed very hard with his Harris uh, bolts and tried to get uh, an early classifier just to get points on the board. Because he had to fight my five-man link, he only got one order um, to... Uh, he It slowed him down, and he only had one order to kind of push one of the HVTs. It was basically the one where the veteran touched the HVT. Yep. So I think it's a similar one that Kevin did. Um, he and because the bolts shoot very well, they can't push buttons very well. So he got there, but his last order unfortunately failed the willpower check, and he had a bolt spitfire standing next to one of my HVTs with his dick in the wind. Yikes! Um, yeah. So then the classified flop. I think he had a hacking thing, uh, and I basically uh, he also put spitfire um, bulleteer in my face um, and because he wanted to use the repeater on the uh, on the bulleteer to do a classified. And when he got next to my Q drone to do that, my Q drone dodged away um, out of two inches, uh, so out of eight inches, and he couldn't get any closer without engaging something. So he, yeah, basically for his plans uh, with that. So that was pretty lucky. Um, and then, so my first thing is I got rid of that classified where he do hacking classifieds, uh, the the telemetry or whatever it was. I got rid of that straight away because I had an E drone. Um, and what came up was the paramedic classified. 
so the first thing I did mm. was I let my dad Razi run at his Spitfire bolt. I was standing there. Um, I declared move. He declared shoot. I declared idle. He's like, why? I'm like, well, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually, yeah. So basically he still missed. Yeah. He missed though. Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, damn it. My best laid plans, but he really didn't have a choice because I just kept coming. He had to keep his bolt alive or yeah, slow yeah, me down. You have, to, you have to kill it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kept moving to my dad rises towards him, put him down. Uh, then I put his bolt down, got my, uh, paramedic, uh, got my dad rising up with my paramedic. And then I just stood there because I didn't want to face those bolts. I'm like, fuck that. They're hitting on 19. I'm just bunkering down. He can come fight me. So then uh, turn two, he pushed his five man. That's exactly what he did. He, he, he didn't want to fight my link with his duos. So he pushed my five, five man link, fight my five man link. He got a bead on the, so he pushed down my right flank. Uh, he got a bead on my Syriat H- HRL. Um, he fought me twice with his bolt sniper. Uh, he hit me once doing no wounds and then hit me again. And I took one wound and fell, uh, and passed my religious check to take full cover. After that, he didn't really have any other fights to pick except maybe like, I don't know, my dad arrives and maybe a Q drone or something, right? Nothing too major. But the point is that that, that link was no longer slicing the board and they had actually pushed up a little bit. So then I sent my Osnat Harris after them. I smoked. I used my whole group two uh, orders uh, to kind of smoke, get up, clean up that link with a uh, Vulcan shotgun. Took out like three bolts. And after that, he, uh, we just both did one or two classifieds each, and the game ended with three two my way. Um, but I did I did enough damage to kind of Me cripple too. it. Wow. Yeah, it was very. Like, all my games were very close. But basically, yeah. So he got like one classified turn two. I got one classified two, and it was like two all going to round three, and wow. he just couldn't do anything else. Turn three, he just he, he had taken too much damage at that point. So then going to my final turn, I had enough models to kind of just get it done. Um, I basically had to get a heavy for one of the um, one of the HVTs, and then just pass a willpower check, and I did that. But I got that I got the heavy infantry there. But it took me, I failed quite a lot of rolls. So I was starting to sweat because I only had two orders before to get it done. And I eventually got it done with my second last order and took the game 3-2. So that's uh, for, uh, in terms of scoring, 5-2 uh, was the score. So I got a major there, but not by much. Well, nice. which, which, which was the list you ran again? Was the- uh, so it was the, it was the one with the Kyosot. So it was yep. the, okay. um, yeah, the one with the Kyosot. So the Kyosot and the Anya were a duo. Uh, I broke them into a duo and put the Kai talk into the four man. Yeah, and he's not bad for a MSV one elite medium infantry. He can do a few. Yeah, yeah, he can definitely do a few. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the guys I was tossing up between. Um, he was he went after the bulleteer. He did well to deal with the bulleteer. He had the MSV one smoke. Any, bulleteer any, was, um, yeah. All right. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I uh, no, I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he took any any uh, any mentioned about the table that you played on at all? I I forgot to mention in my first my first game, but my my first game table was actually um was it was good. It was actually a Melbourne table, so shout out to Luke Henry uh, for it. The only my only criticism criticism for it was the um sixteen inch line was where all the buildings were, which meant that like the only place I could put my HVTs were on the roads because it was like a city table. Yeah, which meant that my opponent had like direct line of fire to all three of my HVTs. That was brutal. Like, I guess like the criticism of it, but it's not a big deal. 
Um, I played on uh, Luke and Peter's uh, table of the Huck table. Um, the only criticism I uh, it was a, it's an awesome table. I love that table. Um, it's, I love it too. Some, yeah, yeah, some long fire lanes, but you need that. I think some tables. I think tables should have long fire lanes, and that meant his bolt missile launch and bolt sniper would roast. So I was very glad he had moved them turn two. Um, the only thing I don't like the worm. I have to say, I don't like the worm on that table. It looks cool, but in terms of providing cover or a place to put your models, it's just it's not very good. Uh, so when you say the worm, you mean like the the dune? There's the like dune a yeah, like the sand thing. worm yeah. coming out of the. That's right. Coming, coming yeah. Out of the ground. It, yeah. It looks fucking awesome and it's super cool. But in terms of deploying, the reason I didn't deploy that side is simply because um, well, the yeah, the worm was on the other like, side. M- like, maybe no, if it that. was somewhere in the midfield, it would be okay maybe a bit better yeah but not yeah, in I someone's think. deployment zone well i mean exactly. the, the, the thing with that table is that there's lots of um rounded edges which used to be a nightmare in n3 but n4 is a lot easier to do now because yes. you just get cover but that still doesn't mean that it's easy to hide no exactly right yeah that's right you know and a yeah, big shout out to dave he was awesome he was a very yeah. awesome opponent uh yeah he's just great very clean player very polite um and yeah very courteous yeah all you can ask from an opponent perfect then we Ooh, broke right. for uh, we broke for lunch. I went to the pub and got a thirteen dollars steak because I had lunch specials on. Lucky bastard! <laughs> I went to the fucking Whistler and waited forty minutes for some um, uh, dumplings, which I ended up not eating because we were. Oh. I, was, I was I was like five minutes late for round two. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they just like sat there and got cold. It's like fuck. But that was my own fault. I just decided to go to a busy pub, which I yeah. thought would be easy. So what round- I do. Oh, sorry, Val. Do you remember what you had? No, for I don't. Lunch? Yeah, okay. no, don't worry about my lunch. <laughs> um, round two was supplies, and um, I came up against uh, Eganra, who's again that was his ITS name, um, but I can't remember his real name. But he was the nicest guy I've ever played a game against. I reckon. Um, where is he? Where is he from? Uh, from Sydney. From um, he'd, he'd, he'd ridden his motorbike up. Uh, and, oh, um, you're playing uh, Norden. You're playing yes, Norden. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Norden's a top dude. Yeah, yeah Norden's we had, And we had an absolutely great. awesome game. He was playing Tack, um, and he had like a Harris with Veronin, um, a, uh, a Frontovic paramedic, I think, with like a T2 rifle, and a, uh, a Vet Kazakh. Yep. And then he also had Carmen and Batard, and then just a slew of uh, camo markers, maybe a couple of uh, of those uh, remotes as well, and um, to to fill it out. I was taking my everything nice list so that I had a little bit of midfield presence as well as the uh, the tiger soldier waiting in the wings, and not for the last time that tiger soldier was the absolute hero of the game. Um, so basically, how it went was uh, he. Uh, went first and he I think he won the role and just elected to go first and I'd put up my aero presence as I normally do uh, but he just managed I, I've one thing that this list really does lack is any decent MSV at all really one of my lists doesn't have any MSV at all at all my and this list only the only MSV is on the Guilang who's the hacker so he's not standing up um, so he basically yeah, just, that's why I bring he, the Syriac he smoked up the board with an Ermandino uh, opened a box and then walk back and then Carmen speeds out on a motorbike and does a little uh, relay pass and grabs the uh, supply the um, the supply box off him and runs back to her depl- to into his deployment zone and then spends the rest of the game dismounted hiding behind her bike uh, in their deployment zone 
So I'm like, that, and that was his first turn. Then he advanced Veronin and the little Harris up on the other side uh, a little bit as well. So I'm like, hmm, okay, you've got one box straight away. That's not the best uh, situation for me, but I think I, could, I think I can recover from this. So my turn one, I advance with the Blue Wolf, who uh, starts obliterating things. Uh, kills Veronin and the... Uh, kills Veronin, kills the... But he had chain of command under one underneath underneath one of the camo markers. Um, also kills the uh, front of Vic T two. Were you man, able to but, kill Veronin? What's that? Sorry. How were you able to kill Veronin? He, like was he, he the position that he'd uh, that advanced up to? I was able to just move out and get a line on him. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Shoot him with bullets, basically. Mm. Um, and uh, but in the process, I copped a crit from that T two rifle, which was Ooh. nasty. So. When with the crit, one's one's T two, one's not. I passed the save that was the crit save, so I passed the one that was not T two, but failed the one that did two wounds. So straight off the bat, the tags copped a couple of wounds. Um, there was a real cinematic moment a little bit later where his dog soldier had gone beast mode and he charged into the tag, and so it was like um, Godzilla versus <laughs> <Nah>. Mecha Godzilla uh, <laughs> with the blue wolf versus the uh, the dog soldier, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he didn't really manage to kill much other stuff because I had advanced into the midfield with my tag and with a few other pieces to, to really tie, tie down the other, the other boxes and the, until, uh, and so, so we, we both kind of lost most of our uh, key pieces until it came around to my final turn where the, uh, the tiger soldier walks in and, um, and does his real hero, uh, hero move. So he had Batard watching that side of the table but i was further than eight inches away so he couldn't throw a hammer at me for free uh but he dodged into eight into within eight inches so then we started i started throwing bullets and he started throwing hammers um until um, <laughs> until batard finally went down uh and the two so i had uh the two classifieds that i had were to uh with a paramedic or doctor pass a whip check against the enemy HVT and with a, a veteran or elite um, be synced with the enemy HVT at the end of the game. So my tiger soldier is a paramedic and is also a veteran so, or maybe he's elite. I can't remember one of those two, but he can do, he's the guy that can do both of my classified objectives. And because he's a paramedic, he gets two dice to open the box. So I'm like, okay, mm. I need to spend all my orders on this guy to make sure Right now, in my final turn, he wins the game for me. So he, I walk up, I kill a couple of things, walk up and um, do the whip check on the HVT and pass it to get one classified. Walk up and sync the HVT. And once I've synced with the HVT, oh, actually, sorry, I did this in my <laughs> second turn. And then it was my third turn, I was panicking because I had to try and keep this guy alive. Um, but I synced with the HVT and then in my final turn, took out his other uh, couple pieces, walked around and, uh, and grabbed the box. So it ended up being three to two because he had achieved one classified and gotten a box. I'd gotten a box and achieved two classifieds. So it was a pretty so, low, yeah. low scoring game, but very tense yeah. the whole time. Yes. Any, 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 any takeaways from the game that you like? Look, I mean, learnings. Yeah. Look, I, I would say because I, I felt I, f I felt confident at the start that I had everything had the all boxes covered, but then the fact he just threw heaps of smoke out and I was like oh, I don't have these covered at all I can't see shit. Um, yeah right. So I don't know if I'd 
but like, I mean, I still came out with the win at the end of the day, even though it was pretty slim. Um, I'm not sure if I would have done anything different uh, because I didn't really have anything that could like really, because I also, I didn't want to really expose myself um, on, on deployment in case he well, just... The thing is, he, 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 they spend their first turn grabbing boxes or grabbing a box, but they didn't kill any of your stuff. So if therefore you just go, you know, you just move out and kill them back. Yeah. And, so, and that's, that's effectively what happened. Yeah, it's all often the often the problem with supplies. Someone who does the smash and grab on on turn one really needs to know their shit that they can they can defend themselves because all it takes is a drop troop or or a tag that can push through the lines and suddenly you've lost all of your boxes. Um, you know, you, you, you there's that that balance of being able to grab a box and a couple of, do a few wounds to things or just 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 alpha on you know on turn one and then work on getting boxes later. Um. Which is, which is conveniently what happened to me uh, in my game of supplies. So I played against Casper, uh, who was one of he was actually I think the only person from South Australia who made it made it made it over um, from well from from South Australia. I'm pretty sure where was he? Where was he? He was definitely there. SA somewhere in here. Anyway, he was a lovely guy. Um, he was playing Starmada. Oh. Starmada, yes. is it? Yes, he was playing Starmada. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Vane, Vane's is a ITS name, and we had we had a, we had a cracker of a game. Um, and <laughs> I now this is where so the first game I ran the the countermeasures list, and that's the last time I play my my countermeasures list. So for the next four games, folks, spoiler alert, I'm running the Sphinx. So and the reason why I ran the Sphinx in this game particularly was I took one look at the table. And I went, I'm going first. Like that was basically like before we'd even, you know, you know, we'd we'd, we'd flip the classifieds. I'd gone, oh yeah, whatever, I can do those, I guess. Look, look, we took one look at the table and said, if I win this roll, I'm going first. So I'm taking the Sphinx list. Um, because it wasn't that it was particularly open. It was a, it was a, it was a table on a Knights of Dice. Sorry, it was a Knights of Dice table. You can imagine big, tall buildings. Um, I. Uh, there's actually the photo was up there on the chat if you want to put that up there, Nick. If you can, you can work your magic on it. Oh, sure. Big tall building, big tall buildings. Um, in the middle, um, a bit of scatter in the middle as well. But the the deployment zones weren't particularly defensible. I didn't I didn't think. Um, so I chose to go first. He chose the side which I actually think in hindsight was probably the worst of the two sides. Um, there was more scatter in it, but there was probably just less places to hide. Um, so I chose to deploy, sorry, I chose to hold back two things in reserve. One was my Speculo, one was my Sphinx. Um, deployed on the side with the objective room closest to it and um, proceeded to um, my Speculo down in a position where, so basically, sorry, to quickly talk about his list. So he had a Kappa core, um, so it was like a Kappa missile launcher, um, uh, Raven Eye, uh, the the blue coat, uh, a couple other pieces. He then had this really cool little Harris of a bronze Kappa paramedic and a, a Psychop with the MSV MSV one. 
he had two crushers who were the both specialist operatives with like Panzerfausts or rocket launchers and things like that. So they were they were the obvious like they were the ones that were going to move up, grab the boxes and move back. Um, then he also had like some remotes. I think he had like a flash pulse bot and a baggage bot, and then uh, a Raptor, um, who he thought, funny this, he thought was the killer hacker. But when he looked at his own list, he was like, oh no, it's the Spitfire. I gone fucked up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he deployed it. He deployed it with the idea because it's a fantastic piece. The the, mm. the, the Raptor, um, killer hacker. Um, yes. But when we started to engage each other, he was like, oh hang on. Oh, this one's got a Spitfire. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Profiles. Oh, sorry, buddy. That's I mean, it was brutal. actually the better. There was a better profile for the engagement we had, but it wasn't the profile he wanted because it was obviously not a specialist. So my first turn was yeah, um, actually, my the whole game is essentially speculo, mine detonates, kills a couple of things, and this the Sphinx just goes on a rampage. He he runs up the left flank, the left flank. Um, and just starts taking shots. Just uh, yeah, kills the raptor, kills the bronze, kills the kappa, kills the cyclops, kills the kappa that happened to be his uh, Cho, who was actually his lieutenant. Oh. Uh, kills a couple of kills a varangian, and then the um, the tigers um, who got really lucky in this game to dodge into line of fire of each of his crushers and then berserk into them and he failed both armor saves. So I killed on turn one his whole Harris, half his half his core, both his crushers. Oh, he also had, had um Andromeda. And I like I had like a couple of, I had a few orders. I had like maybe three orders left in the Sphinx. And I looked at Andromeda going, oh, I, could, I could kill Andromeda at this rate. Then I thought, well, hang on. How close are you to retreat? And he was like, pretty close. And I was like, I'm not gonna kill Andromeda then. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave a Taiga. I think actually a Taiga tried berserking into her. He had passed one, failed one armor save, and then died. I was like, I'm just gonna move the Sphinx back, back to where this like um helipad is, and then just go back into camel state. He was in loss of the lieutenant, um, and he was very close to retreat. And at this point, um he did a thing which I think and at the time, I wasn't sure what he was doing. I think what he was trying to do, and he just sort of re revealed this later, was he thought if he could put himself into retreat, the game would end. Which is true, but at the it would end at the end next of, turn. The, it, you got to start. You got to start the turn in retreat, and then at the yes. end of that turn, it ends. Exactly. So oh, what he what he did was he moved. He used his remaining orders and his like. <laughs> He had like four, four orders left oh, and um, command tokens. He just basically spent them all, moved his raven eye up to extract a box. And as he was moving, I had like a tiger looking at him, going, I'm just going to chain rifle you, you know, chain rifle your link team. And he's like, Yeah, sure, go for it. I'm like, You're not going to dodge. I was like, No, 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 I need to use my orders to get to the box. He got the box out, got the raven eye, got the box, and finished his game, finished the turn. I was like, Okay, game over. That's, I'm in I retreat. Made dark jokes in my head. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in retreat. I'm like, you're not in retreat until the start of your next turn. And he's like, Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's actually, oh. it actually got really, really, it actually got really, really close because I only had this turn now to do what I needed to do, which was to go grab, grab as many boxes as I could and then wrestle the box off his raven eye. Um, so I got the Calvin engineer to go up and grab one box. That was fine. Uh, it also went and did both its classifieds because it had um, 
had retro engineering and I mm. did secure, secure HVT. So I did retro engineering with the, with the Caliban and then secure HVT. And then the, my, my remaining orders, all I needed to do was wrestle the box off of the Raven Eye. But the Raven Eye had deployed behind a piece of cover. The only way I could get to see it was to get within inside the eight, eight inches of it. The Raven Eye had, has an Emirat. So mm. I was like, I'm just going to have to do it. But he did this. He did this cool thing where I moved inside of eight, but not inside of line of fire. Oh no! Wait, no, it wasn't what I did. Yes, I think he dodged. He dodged into line of fire, and then I think he placed a mine, and I I shot him, and I think I fluffed the roll or something like that. So now my Sphinx was like inside trigger area area of an EM mine. Mm. I was like, well, I now just I have to go for it. I have to kill you. I can't dodge. I was running out of orders, so I had to like. Put the Sphinx in harm's way, killed the Raven Eye, got him to drop the box, and had to roll for the EM mine, rolled an 18 and a 20 for my armor save. I was like, thank fuck for that. Sphinx then picks up the box and the game ends. And then I end Jesus. like I think I end like eight, eight nil. Um yeah, it was um it was a bloodbath of a game and Casper took it really, really well. He made you know, made some mistakes with like not understanding how retreat worked and forgetting that his raptor was not the killer hacker, but yep. um all in all, yeah, cracker um, of a game, and uh, yeah, um, it was great to it was great to great great to roll dice against them. Nice, no, beautiful. What about your round three, Val? How did you go in supplies? Yeah, so I faced Con from TSI. Uh, he Ooh. was running. Yeah, that's right. So I've got uh, a life supply of TSI um, <laughs> vouchers now. What, but you, basically, win? no, no, actually, I, I did beat him, uh, but I did it grac- uh, gracefully. Spoiler. Spoilers, but basically, uh, so Con was running Dash at, and I have to thank. Uh, have you guys seen Bloodsport, the the movie Bloodsport with Jean Claude Van Damme? Many years ago, right? So the one one of the things that happens in Bloodsport is uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's buddy gets really beat up and he gets revenge. So round one, Con played Lachlan from Melbourne, and um, at lunch, I, I was with Lachlan at lunch, and Lachlan told me about all the things McMurrow did to him. Um, and basically how brutal Con's McMara was. So I my my so deploying I knew McMara was coming, so that that kind of that actually probably played against me because I deployed really defensively. I went second again. Um so deployed really defensively. I put my link really deep in, in my in my deployment zone. He started the turn with McMurrow pushing up, throwing smoke, and then I think he was buoyed by the performance from round one, and he stepped out in front of my heavy rocket launcher, and I beat him in the face to face, and he McMurray went down. So that was a big, that was a great start for me, killing McMurray in Aero. That was a huge bonus. Uh, but nonetheless, he with his dash out uh, uh, list, I should probably backpedal a bit and mention that he had a five man brawler link and a five man Zhu uh, Yong link, but basically the I think Zhuyong, yeah, Zhuyong, the heavy infantry. I think he has three heavy infantry and then two fillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he alternated between the two links. So then turn one, and he had a 112 motorized as well. That was the other thing he had. So turn one, uh, he lost. Uh, he went first. He lost McMurrow. He got one box. He got two boxes, turn one. One with the five man link, which ended up getting stuck in the middle of the table, but we are holding a box. And the other one. Up. Yeah, the Zuyong link, that's right. Um, and then the other one, he had he had the one one to smoke up the field and then grab it and get out real quick, real efficient. Fucking annoying. Um, 
so starting my turn one, I'm like, God damn. So I've got he's got two boxes and I've got potential to get one, no problem. And um I've got my link really deep, which is bad, and, and at least he's got Zhuyong uh five man in the middle, very vulnerable. Did he have um, his um Liber- uh, two Liberto as well? No, he didn't even bring Liberto. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he didn't yeah, it was very very interesting that he didn't bring Liberto uh in this list. But he had the five, he reformed the link to be a five man for the brawlers, and they were watching the whole table. Uh, and, right. So what yeah. was the brawler link then? So the brawler sniper, brawler heavy rocket launcher, a hacker, and then two filler brawlers. I think one of them being a lieutenant, probably. Be the bounty um, hunters? Or, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. But 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 the the, the two that were, gave me trouble was the sniper because he had MSV two and standing mm-hmm. up. And the heavy rocket launcher standing up. So they gave me trouble because one thing I learned very quickly with my list is the fact that I didn't have anything to take on five man links face to face. I had yeah. lots of stuff to take them on, like, you know, if I uh, uh, break them up. Anyway, so my turn one was spent. I'm like, all right, well, I just need to do one thing and one thing only. I got to do some damage to Zhuyong. So the Oznat link, they smoked up, and then I threw. Um, Preta after Preta at them. So first of all, the Preta came out. Um, smoke, chain right, double chain rifled the f- all five men, all five people in the uh, hit three Zhuyongs and two fillers. I think they were CSUs or bounty hunters. I don't know which one. I forget. Um, but basically, I killed one bounty hunter and did two wounds to. I uh, did a wound to each Zhuyong. Um, and then after that, the other Preta came out. Didn't do much. Then the Osnat came out and put two flame temp- Vulcan shotgun templates on the three Zhuyongs, uh, on the on two Zhuyongs because the, the other the Zhuyong was um, out of range. He passed both saves on twelves. That was pretty fucking annoying. So then that was my group two orders. So then my group one orders was just all nine orders were spent on Datarazi smoking, following the same line, throwing speculative fire smoke and killing the Zhuyong and dro- uh, getting him to drop the box. Um, his turn two came around. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to engage you. You're not worth my time. I'm just going to send the 112 in and get the third supply box and get out. Uh, so he passed the, he used the brawler link to uh, to take the first supply box that he got with the 112 to his hacker. Ah, uh, he surpassed, passed it on. Yep, passed it on. And then he zoomed in, zoomed out with his 112 and had two supply boxes in his deployment zone behind a five man link. And um, with only like with one Zhuyong uh, alive. Sorry, there was one Zhuyong alive holding up one supply box in the middle of the table, but he just didn't get enough orders to kind of get him out. So turn two, I'm like, okay, I've got to really go forward and this fucking absolutely pinning me down. So it was pretty tense. Um, I had up my sleeve, I had a Rassiat Spitfire and I had the um, Net Undermine and Sabotage uh, uh, as the classifieds. So uh, I knew the Rassiat could do both very easily. Um, but also, I'm like, the Rassiat's going to be needed, so i just holding him back. Um, and he did come needed. So I pushed my five-man link, uh, using the shadow zones of the buildings, kind of killed it, get in the middle of the table. I brought, I took down the Zhuyong, so the box was down, and the Zhuyong was dead, and there was, like, a box within range. And I finally got into a position where I could push turn three to take on his link. Um, his turn three, he tried to basically get um the box, which was near my five man link. He ran a power bot to get it, 
Uh, he th- so he ran the one one two, threw smoke onto the box, ran a power bot to get there. My Suryat H- HRL dodge and um, put sight on that on that box now, Be- mm. and he could see the th- through the smoke. He's in a five man link, and he has uh, MC one. So then what 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 happened is he he just made a desperate play where the power bot tried to pick it up and get out like in one order like move three move three back and luckily I put him down with a Wait, burst of mine. Was this a was this a box that had been extracted already? Yeah, it had already been extracted. So the Jules okay. extracted it, then the oh, Jules yeah, had gone down. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then um so basically he he did that play, but I got lucky. I hit him with my multi pistols. Uh, brought down the bot. Then my last turn, basically, what I did, I got a bead on his uh, one one two, put him down, um, make him drop the box. Had my Rassi, I with, walk in with what? With what? Uh, so with a with my heavy rocket, um, uh, sure, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm. So there was like a there was like a crate, and he was just a bit taller than the crate, and I got him, made oh. him drop the box. I couldn't get to his hacker because his uh, link was still up. So so he had one box. There was one box next to me, but I didn't have it yet, and he had, uh, and yeah, and he didn't have any class, and he didn't have any classifieds. So the Syria, uh, the Rassiat walks in, uh, decharges the building, throws a uh, zero vis smoke to approach the link team, moves past the link team, throws a zero vis smoke onto the last box, and then has Anya pick it up because um, the reason I couldn't pick it up early is because he's MS- I was watching it. The brawler, and, yeah. yeah, that's right, brawler. And then, so basically, I won the game four three because I also secured HVT. So it was, uh, it was, I got two classifieds, one box, and it was one box each. So I beat him by one classified. So it was like four three or something. Nail biting, um, nail biting, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, very close. And I think I went well over my five minutes. So I apologize, but yeah, that was a great game. Thank you, Con. Awesome. Cool. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, cool. We'll just jump straight into round three. Round three being supremacy. Um, classic infinity. I love supremacy. Um, but uh, round three was uh, was where the wheels very much fell off for uh, for old Nikki T. Um, <laughs> I was I was doing well up until this point, but um, uh, the uh, I came up against uh, Lachlan Summer, who went on to win all of Novacore. So you could probably, hey. you could probably guess how this round's going to go. Um, so we did the role. Uh, he elected to go first. He won uh, with a um, willpower of 17 uh, running an avatar. Of course he's going to win. Um, <laughs> and uh, like he, it was a, it was a fairly like sort of stock standard avatar list, right? Avatar, a whole bunch of other stuff, some nasty hackers um, and thing, a whole bunch of things that ruin your day. I think um, he had like he had, he had like Nurkius as well in there, yep. and like shredded hacker and correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he wins cool. the role, and then I uh, set up a bit of an ARO presence as much as I could with all my ARO pieces. He also, um, I tell you, it's We're running you, the long you, yaw list. Uh, yes, the long the, the, yeah. the list with two long yaw and um, the, the or everything nice list. So it did not have a five-man link, um, just the tag and then a whole bunch of random stuff. Um, he uh, holds it. Yeah, it's like the most... I'm not sure if I've ever been more disheartened than when mm-hmm. your opponent uh, spends a command token and says, okay, I'm spending this command token to keep something extra in reserve, which means I'm going to have three reserves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, there's so many things. <laughs> 
So yeah, his reserves were um, were the Avatar, um, a Speculo, and the third thing I can't remember what it was. It was probably not important. Um, but he puts his Speculo right outside my deployment zone, so it's in it's holding that zone. Um, I had I kind of anticipated that was what the move was going to be, so I counter deployed. On, on top of that same building, a res my reserve, which was just one long yard with a AP mine, standing right next to him with the mine right there. Um, and so uh, he goes first and the avatar does what avatars do and just obliterated my, the entirety of my ARO presence uh, and put a wound on the uh, the blue wolf as well. But I managed to fail guts out of um, out of line of fire and he didn't want to push any further. So he, he fell back. Uh, and then put his avatar into suppressive fire in a in a fairly dominant area just outside of his deployment zone. Um, so my first turn rolls around and I'm, I'm f like, I've lost quite a few orders, probably four or five, I reckon. Um, and I'd lost a couple out of group one as well. While group two is generally the disposable group, he had still managed to punch a couple of things out of group one. Um, and the first thing that I did was take out the... Um, his speculo, which I was pretty pleased with, with how I did that, just with my long yard right next to it. First off, went for a discover, which I passed luckily, and the next one uh, was a discover. He decided to reveal because I would be discovering on like sixteens or something, um, and there was a mine right next to him. Uh, so he decides to reveal and shoot me and just wear the mine. Uh, we ended up both ending up unconscious because I failed my shoot roll, um, but I just missed my shots. He, so my dude went unconscious from his shot and he went unconscious from the mine. Um, but that's, I was totally okay with that trade. Um, and then next up I'm like, okay, now I'm going to try and take care of the avatar. Before I go into what happened next, I want to uh, let you know that it was the same table, Kev, that you played on in round two. Um, ah, that's the, one with the, so, the, the nice dice. Yeah. And so I was on, um, the, I was on the, I think I was on the opposite side to what you were on. Okay. So and, you were on the one that I thought was a little bit spar, uh, sparse. Yeah. And like from so that, that location, because those buildings were so tall as well, it was hard. And, it, and late in the afternoon, that part of the room got pretty dark. So mm. it was very difficult for me to sort of see what was actually on the table because like, and also we were right up against the wall. So I couldn't walk around that side easily for me to walk around. Yeah. I'd have to walk out past the other table and all the way back in. Right. Um, so I, I, I blame that for, for what might've happened next. I start to advance with the blue wolf um, to get a bead on the avatar. I'd also forgotten that he put the avatar into suppressive fire at this point um, because it's the end of the day and I'm cooked. Um, but I walk yeah. up to this point where I can see the avatar and he's like, okay, the avatar is going to shoot this guy's, th this hacker that, cause you've just walked into this repeater. This hacker is going to, no. um, uh, total control and this other hacker is going to total control as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, <laughs> cause like, I, I couldn't see where the, the thing was that had the repeater on it because of the building that it was behind. And I just completely forgotten that it was there now. Like, if it was if it was any other game, if it was earlier in the day or or or, or something else, I would have probably asked. Said, look, I just completely forgot those things that were there. Do you mind if I just take that move back because that was mm. the stupidest thing I could possibly do? I didn't ask because it was um, we were sort of third top table at that point, right? So I didn't want to be that guy to. Um, when when it is that at that level of play 
to mm. try and roll back something where where I fucked up and I just went with it. Um, so by I think you could have asked. Well, but yeah, anyway, we yeah. And, and, and yeah. I mean, there's an argument either way. The, at the end of the yep. day, I didn't I didn't ask to take it back, mm-hmm. and I just I took it on the chin. Um, sure. And um, it's fairly reasonable to to ask. Well, next time. Um, so anyway, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll, sh- I'll do what I was coming up here to intend to do anyway. And I'll shoot the avatar. Um, and when I, like we were calculating, it was like, oh my God, he's in suppressive fire as well. I'm hitting on like fours or something. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, or something, something ridiculous. So anyway, do no damage to the avatar. My tag gets double possessed as it does. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, what, what, what? What can I what can I do to, to to try and bring this back? And I'm like, okay, I, I I want to have the minimal now his his avatar list has now become a two tag list, um, nice. uh, for for one turn. So I walk one of my guys into base contact with, um, with my with my own tag, and then the tag kills him in close combat. I know as an arrow. I'm like. This is, oh, this, is, this is not going and I, like and then Man. but then also on reflection after that i was like i shouldn't have walked in to touch him i should have dodged and dodge moved to touch him right so yeah. then mm. so that he, he 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 didn't get the aro um but again it sort of t- from there it turned into a comedy of errors and um yeah so then the um the next two turns were just me losing things one after the other and um <laughs> oh. I uh, I managed. I did manage to like push one button, so I got one point out of the game. But it ended okay. up. It ended up nine. Oh, no, it wasn't nine. I did hold his first turn. Um, he only held two zones, and I held two zones. So it ended up oh, being no. uh eight one because he didn't, yeah, get, no. he didn't get the two points of the first round. So, um, um so not the best oh. result. Well, you're, about to hear, you're, you're about to hear an eerily, eerily similar battle report from me. <laughs> I've got a quick question before we go on. Uh, Did yeah, the yeah. Speculo surviving affect the game at all? Speculo didn't survive. He died to the mine. Oh, okay. Wait, Did he? Oh, so he... It's not shock mine, though. It's an AP no, it's an yeah, AP mine. Ah, it was AP mine. Okay, gotcha. It would, it would have still counted for zone control. Oh, shit. Yeah, but we didn't even think... Yeah. Mm, yeah. That, even, that's no, funny. even with... I still, th- I still would have had more points in that quadrant. Okay. Um, gotcha. Even did he re- the, did he um, try to regen it back up or just no. leave it unconscious? No, he just okay. left it unconscious. He didn't. Yeah, have yeah, to still points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm not sure if we even remembered about the Shazvasti rule at that point. Ah, but if we had, I'm pretty sure I outpointed him in that area anyway. So yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, I think he did some damage to a lot of you. Uh, I think he played three Melbourne, uh, Melbourneian. Because he played uh, yeah, you? Day, no, he played day, you? Yeah, day one, he played against three people from Melbourne. So um, you're, oh, welcome, you go. you're welcome. Oh, okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so my round three was, I think I, I think, I don't know if I was, but I think I was, I think we're on top table. Well, we were, we were on table one, so I'm going to call that top table. <laughs> um, so I was, I was rocking up against Rob Cantrell. No. And, um, it was funny because I think I came back from lunch I was like, oh no, sorry, not lunch. I, I I finished round two, and I had like just got myself a beer, and I was sitting on the, oh, because it's BYO at the event, by the way. So I had an esky full of beer. One of the no, advantages yeah. of driving a trailer up is it just had so much beer. I was sitting on, I was sitting down, I just cracked a beer, and I got the thing, and I remember going, ha 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 ha, ha fuck yes, because um, <laughs> I was facing Rob. 
So uh, wandered on down to, to, to table one and um, we were playing on this table. I didn't take a picture of it actually. Um, or I don't think I've got one, but it, it was, it was uh, with the train, wasn't it? It was with the train running. Yeah. Through, play on kind of the middle five, of yeah. It. Was a tough and table. it was a, yeah, it was a tough table. I wouldn't say it was a open table or a dense table. It was just a, it was an awkward table. A lot of the terrain was kind of facing on kind of angle. So mm. it felt like if you put something behind a wall and anything further up the table that was on the same angle as that wall, would you see it? Um so it was it was a it was a weird table. We also ruled that the we would allow um because we were both playing I was playing Shaz and he was playing combined army, we both ruled that tigers could vault the um the, oh, the railway. Rail because it's oh, like otherwise, yeah, it's otherwise just it would just yeah, because otherwise it was just like cut. It would just cut us off. So we thought we just. You know, he's just like, can we just vault them? I was like, yeah, whatever. I've got five tigers, so I'll I'll <laughs> happily, I'll happily be, allow myself to vault this this rail. Um, he we we rolled off. He he won the roll. He looked at me and he was like, you're playing Shazvasti. I'm taking first turn. And I was like, <laughs> he's I been listening not, to the show, hasn't he? I did, I did not want Bob to get first turn. I knew who's playing combined. He's he's an aggressive player. He's a very good player, and yeah, he just. Fenehan, uh, supremacy is one of those missions where you would like to go second because you like to be able to dominate the zones, um, you know, after your opponent. But in this particular mission, I wanted to go first, and I had chosen the Sphinx list, um, again because I don't know. I guess because the Sphinx is worth ninety-three points, and the the way the table was set up, and the fact that it was Rob. Potentially, I could play the double speculo list. That might have been better, but I, think I was also concerned that there wasn't too many places to hide all my camo, camo markers. Um, so anyway, we'll get into it. He was running a Coronted HMG and an anathematic hacker that he had in the hidden deployment. The LT was the Coronted. He had two, a couple of Dadarazi, a couple of Tigers, Bit and Kiss, two R drones, um, an Umbra Samaritan hacker. And uh, missile bot. Uh, pretty sure that was it, ish, something like that. Um, and like, like I said, I ran the Sphinx list. Um, and I made some, I made some mistakes in deployment. I wanted to deploy my models a little, like my camo markers, as far forward as I could, so that I could walk into the zone with as few orders as possible in my turn. Because I figured that he was going to probably go quite hard. Um, and I wanted to just conserve my orders, take my own zones, and then use the Sphinx and the Speculo to, to try to whittle them down. That was a mistake because what it meant that what it meant was at the end of the first turn I had lost my Calvin Engineer, my Shrouded Hacker, uh, two of my Tigers, my Speculo, and an Ecodron. I wasn't feeling particularly great um, because yeah, I, d I basically deploy very well and allowed his coronted HMG to just discover shoot, discover shoot, and then the Datarazi just, you know, walk in um and then discover the um the speculo. Um Brutal. he he did he did push up pretty hard with both the anathematic and the coronted on my left flank. He he had the coronted sort of in the center somewhere on a raised platform, just kind of watching all of my stuff. And the anathematic was tucked in behind a building uh, I think it was it was yeah it was out of camo. I said it was out of camo, um, but just essentially just like 
you know, planting the flag in my half of the half of the table. Um, so I kind of was like, well, I've lost like five or six models. What do I do? I had my Sphinx was still in hidden deployment on the same flank that the Corrupted and the Anathematic were on. Didn't really want to reveal it because the Anathematic hacker would just, you know, total control it. Um, so I decided to. I still had like four or three or four tigers left. They were all relatively close to the Corrupted. So what I did was I used my impetuous and irregular orders to move and dodge into line of fire of the Corrupted, um, and just basically took took the shots that the Corrupted was going to fire at me because he was like one dice on a one dice on 17. 17s because yep. BS14, aren't they? I think yep. yeah, BS14. One dice on 17s versus my one dice on 16s, and I just got lucky. Um, the the tigers managed to pass the dodge, and um, survive the shot, and walk into and basically being like line of fire off the Corrupted. and then I just sent. I think it was two or three of my uh no, probably two of my tigers into basically berserk the Corrupted. No, oh, yum, yum. Until it died, so well, it, it it had already lost a wound. Earlier in his first term, because he discovered shot a camo marker that turned out to be a, um, a Caliban. And rather than trying to dodge, I just put a, a Pulsar template down and he failed the armor save and lost one wound. And then I basically, then yeah, the other two tigers just zerked into the Cronted until it died. Um, which was good. I, I felt I felt good about that. That was like, you know, a loss of, you know, I lost a fair bit, but I had killed his LT in a 70 something point model. So I was like, sweet. Okay. Now I need to take care of the anathematic. Um, but I also needed to try to take the zone. Uh, we'll talk really quickly about them. Gavin had a challenge for this mission, which was if you could dominate your opponent's <laughs> deployment zone, you would get a prize. Um, so in the back of my mind, I was like, I've probably lost this game. Maybe I should just go for dominating his deployment zone because I could do that quite easily with the Sphinx. Just like, you know, move, 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 move in a camel state and then reveal in its deployment zone and be like, hey, I get a prize, but no <laughs> points. Um, <laughs> so I deliberated for a while because I had, I had a hacker and I had an Echadron. I could have walked the Echadron over into zone of control off the Anathematic and then potentially hack Anathematic with 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 a mentor, but it's really it's really dicey because you know he's BTS six, massive whip, um, has Trinity, um, and also it would take most of my orders because I only had like four or five left. But in the end, I thought, fuck it, I'll just go for the aggressive attack, and I revealed the Sphinx, um, moved up, got the Anathematic out of cover, and shot it with one volley. I crit and hit it four times, and he failed oh. two armor saves, and the automatic went no one in cap. And I was like, "Oh, well, that that wasn't expected." Wow. Um, there, there was a little bit of a um, a little bit of a moment though where I moved the Sphinx into line of fire, um, and I thought it was outside of eight inches. Rob wasn't sure. He gave me the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't inside of eight inches, which was good because obviously I didn't want to get hacked. Um, so then I re-camouflaged and moved. So basically, after I shot it, he um, failed guts, moved into cover. I re-camouflaged because it was outside of eight, and then basically moved another six inches, got outside, of, got outside of cover again, shot it again, and killed the anathematic. Um, wow. By this point, I, by this point, I had like very few orders left, like two orders left. This is where I made my mistake. Very similar to what happened to Nick, is I moved the Sphinx with the intention of moving into a position where it could watch 
and kiss if it decided to try to stand up and launch pictures at me. In the but but what I did is I ended up walking inside of the repeater range of kiss and promptly got double possessed. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys keep saying double possessed. It's like what what what's well, your task? What are you tasks getting like schizophrenia two, or something? Two like what's hacker, going on? Two different hackers. Nah, I get possessed. It. And yeah, I'm trying to make I a joke about all the saves. So yeah. So he basically, sorry, not it wasn't double possessed actually, because Bit um, it, uh, oblivioned me or tried to yeah. oblivion me, but failed. And then the um, the Umber Samaritan managed to possess me. Um, and then what what was what was cruel about that was I had deliberated for a little while about whether or not I'll walk into the DZ and just try and claim the the you know the moral victory, or will I walk into the zone and um, by that point I would have actually claimed more zones than he would have done, and I would have up two points but because in, in in so walking into the dc i moved into repeater range and then because i got got possessed that makes me a null state and then i lost those two points so no. that was um that was really unfortunate and basically the game then was pretty much a wash because um he had my possessed sphinx he moved up he pushed some buttons he moved into my zones my next turn was repossessing my sphinx but i didn't do anything with it because um oh sorry no he possessed my sphinx moved my sphinx out of the out of the the quadrant into his dz and then walked into cc with it with the dadarazi when i repossessed it i couldn't do anything with it because i just get um attacked yes and um basically the game ended there i had pushed one i managed to push one button with a mentor uh, and managed to dominate his DZ with my Sphinx, but only because Rob let me do it. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> because because yeah. it was either it was either dominate his DZ with my Sphinx or dominate one of his quadrants with my Sphinx. So he's like, I'm not letting you do that. You can have my DZ, and it ended eight one. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a really fun game. I walked into that game um, uh, half cut. I was I'd, I'd been drinking a fair bit that day. No, no. Not, you not, could not, call not it that, that. Yeah. No, not that that's uh, an excuse. Like I'm not saying no. that's why I lost, but I definitely meant that after the first turn, I took it a lot better than I might have done if I was sober. So, <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was that. That was uh, that was my third my third round. No, that's awesome. Because yeah, I bought a slab at uh, at lunchtime. Uh, that's what I did at lunch. I went to the supermarket and bought a slab beer. Ah, uh, nice so one. I think yeah, that that's what I did. Um, no, it's great that you played Rob. I'm glad somebody played Rob. He's a big fan of the show. Did you guys give him an autograph as well, or was it just me? <laughs> no, just me. Okay, it's, just me. That's fine. I I think I think I Let, gave him a lost lieutenant patch. That was ah, that's yeah. Well, yeah, I, I gave him an autograph, but yeah, he asked for it uh, very politely after round one. I'll tell you what I gave him. I gave him the uh, COVID. No, the, no, the, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> I gave him the the most views on his YouTube channel ever. So ah, nice. Oh, there you there go. There you go. That's nice. Uh, so you I, just refreshed a lot. Did we just refresh the page? That's right. Or? Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I just kept watching the 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 tier list that we made. I just can't stop listening to the sound of my voice. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's like before bed ritual. Um, okay, somebody keep me to a timer because it's getting Watch late. It. I'm conscious the you guys have families now. But basically, my round three was against Robert Wright. He was running White Company. Um, he had a How Dow in a uh, Hey Dow M2 in hey a five man league. You're a rock star. You're a... <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, he had a uh, hey down in a five man link team, and he had a uh, Kahu uh, Bullbach. Fuck. So MSV won. So I hate MSV, everything <laughs> MSV. Um, as Moritz, I use smoke for everything. Um, but yeah, so he had those two, so I had to deal with them. 
Uh, basically, the highlight of turn one was I pushed one button, my two zones, and used Kornak to kill his Heydao. Uh, in the process of doing that, he revealed his Gulang hacker, who then spotlit me, my Kornak. And with my last order of my turn, I tried to reset Kornak outside of his eight inches because uh, he had a missile bot. I failed. He, um, he and Kornak ended the turn spotlit. Um, I'll also mention that this was a yeah big props to uh, Rob. He was an awesome opponent. Um, it was day three. We were both. Uh, he was on a win or a draw. I was on two wins. We we're both obviously looking to do the best we can. Um, in the first half, in the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes, we had to call the TO over twice to get line of sight uh, checks. Um, basically, that, regardless of what the result of those uh, checks were, having to call the TO over twice in like 20 minutes sets kind of a mood to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was a bit tense, uh, but it was warranted because obviously he wanted to win, I wanted to win, full respect for that. Um, so, but that, that was interesting because it was one of those games um, that you know, you know, uh, you both want to win, and it kind of set it's it kind of having the uh, TO come over um, so early in the game, uh, especially twice, kind of does set a mood. Um, so it was a very tense game. Um, around uh, turn two, um, he dealt with my Rassiat, and he took more zones than I had, so he took a lead, and I think he pushed two buttons as well. Um, Turn three, I was really up against it, um, and I did enough damage to him. I started doing some damage to him, took some zones from him, and, and did one of my objectives. So it was, um, and I pushed what my Syria HRL in his zone, um, uh, into one of his zones. So I had three zones. His one. So in his last turn, even though he was um, up. Four two on victory points. Uh, he had to clear out that Syriat. Uh, sorry, on on objective points, he had to clear out that Syriat, and he got crit in ARO and lost uh, full bark uh, Kahu. So then he threw a missile bot at the HRL. And I think he dodged prone and was out of the out of sight, and the game ended four all. Um, at the end of the game, we both uh, the, we both shook hands, and it was um, it was an awesome game. And even though we had that bit of tension at the start of the game, uh, that that went away pretty quickly because we both we both realized, you know, we're both fair players. We both play clean, and he plays very clean. Uh, we both play very clean, um, and we wanted to we both wanted to win, but in a respectful manner. So yeah, no, I'd love to play him again um, and get a result one way or another because we ended up drawing four all. So that left my that finished my day with two wins and a draw. Um, so like I said, all my games were close. Like my first game, I won five two. My second game, I won four three. And this game, I drew four all. So pretty good day one. But um, yeah, very nail biting games, all very close. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, then, that was um, all. Yeah, that was day one done and dusted. Then we all went to the uh, the pub together. The um, pub. To, oh, to, to, to the, the pub. To the, the pub. pub. So yeah, to the um to the Belmore, there was um the pub the the pub was absolutely packed. Um, I was speaking to one of the staff that so there was like maybe fifty of the seventy of us went all went to the pub, maybe yeah. more. Um, yeah. but they'd also already had eighty people booked in for dinner that night. So Oof. um yeah. the uh the food was not 
as quick as it could have been, but that's nope. understandable um, given how many, how, how absolutely packed they were. But mm. it was still, we basically dominated the outside area and they had all the heaters on out there. So it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, it was, yeah it was in terms of cold and um yeah um we all had a great time val you had a good few drinks i had a fair <laughs> few drinks so Lindsay, big shout out to Lindsay. fucking love him um he he was <laughs> uh my enabler uh big shout it was just awesome seeing so many people we haven't seen for ages daniel henry from queensland um i met da- david fife who's also more a player i met uh, uh the guys from benedict uh from uh, uh from brisbane just so many people you haven't seen for such a long time. Lots of new players as well. It was just, yeah, it was a bit of a social butterfly. I had a, had a fucking good time. I had a really good time. Same, yeah, absolutely. Same, yeah, same. Yeah, and actually, I, I'm actually on that um, new players as well. Like we had, uh, what two, three new players that were like going to their first two day event. Well, I think I think Jacob. Well, at least their first interstate event. Anyway, I know Jacob. Yeah. Jacob, was, this was a second two-day event. Ja- Stefan, Jacob, Stefan, Josh, we even brought, Paul. Yeah, Josh we even brought Danny, an yeah. Age of Sigma player. Yeah, so there was like a play, an Age of Sigma player along with us, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and Danny was having a great time. This was like his, basically his first, it was his second tournament, but his first two-day event ever. Yeah. <laughs> and he was having a great time. Great time um, until round five, but anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, like yeah, we, we yeah we were. Um, I, I think some of us went. Well, some of us went, went and got pizza because the uh, pub was too full. And oh my god, we, I we, regret we, we that. So bad. Yeah, we we had a good time there, and uh, yeah, I think in the end we ended up hanging out with um, guys from. <laughs> the- so yeah. it was um, it was uh, out with um, Fest or Frank um, yes, and Arrow yeah. and James, and we had yeah, hung yeah. out in their place. That was a uh, it was a, like an apartment above a pub, and we sat there and drank whiskey while um, Val caught cop and some beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah, I fucking passed out. I was so far gone. There's, I passed there's some, out. There's some absolutely mint photos of Val floating around, uh, passed out on this yeah. couch. So, yeah, fair getting, enough. Getting his wanna... beauty sleep. The poor yeah. man. The poor man. All he was wanting to do. Well, Val was just like, "Where's the, where's the nightclub?" I'm like, "Mate, we're not in Brisbane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Maitland." That's true. Maitland. I just wanted to dance. I just wanted to dance. That's all I wanted to do, but you know, we had other, we had other ideas. So and secure then, HVT. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was uh, you know, like uh, one o'clock in the morning. We did the we 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 walk. We did the long walk back home. Fuck you. me, Kevin. Nine dollars for a cab, you yeah, prick. Yeah, so I went home early because, out, uh, because I'm, I'm Infinity's dad <laughs> and, uh, and, and was like amazed to have a weekend away without the kids. So I'm like, guys, this is all well and good, but I think I've had enough to drink. I'm going to go home and lie in bed and have a full night's sleep. Um, so yeah, the taxi back to our, uh, our Airbnb cost $9, but that was too, that was a one bridge too far for, uh, for, for three Kirby people boy. to fucking split a cab. So Kevin forced us to march like a fucking scout band. That's right. All the way through the streets <laughs> yeah. of Maitland. And it was like three degrees. Three, three, three degrees. Three people is... splitting, splitting a $9 taxi. That's just about how much it costs to join our Patreon. So, uh, yeah, so there you pa- go. Patreon.com slash Lost Lieutenant. Jump on there. If if you would split a, 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 a $9 taxi three ways, you've got no excuse not to follow us. I'm not convinced there would be a taxi company open at 1.30 in the morning. And, there was and two taxis that went past this, you lying prick. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. But yeah, uh, was, we got like uh, somebody woke me up. They're like, "You want to stay here?" I'm like, "I don't know where I am." They're like, "Okay, well, I guess we're coming back with us." I'm like, "Okay." So we walked, 
And yeah, we got about like one a.m. and I was, like I woke up at, like six and it was just ah oh, rough, 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 rough. No, it was we had, good. Uh, no, it was great. We had we cooked bacon and egg rolls for bacon and egg sandwiches for breakfast. You and I, Kev, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. nice. And then we uh charged straight on into uh to day two. For, uh, Did you guys want to take a bumper or should we? Yeah, just we can take here? a quick, quick break for a couple of minutes and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. Okay, we've had a little bit, a little bit of a <clears throat> refresher break on our end. Um, you listeners probably didn't even notice, uh, but we're uh, we're back to talk about rounds four and five. So round four was rescue, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. And like rescue was the mission that I was probably most dreading of the whole weekend. Of, of all my practice games, I had practiced Rescue more than anything else. And uh, of all the practice games that I played, I don't think I won Rescue once. Mm. Um, so I can't say I was too confident going in. Um, I was playing your round one opponent, uh, Kev. Um, Josh. Josh. Josh Price from, from Melbourne as well, or from Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd not met him before, so... Um, it was nice to 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 be able to. Uh, yeah, actually, I, did, I all the five players I played all weekend. I'd not played against any of them before. Um, nice. Yeah, our rescue was how rescue sort of typically te- typically tends to go for me whenever I play it is it's just low scoring. Um, I had I had second turn. I had went second every round at the tournament. Actually, oh, there you go. That's um, interesting stats and. Um, yeah, turns one and turns two were the two of us just headbutting each other, basically. We'd throw something in, it'd kill a couple of things and then die. I'd throw something in, it'd kill a couple of things and then die. And um, no one touched, um, no one really touched any civilians at all until turn three. Um, Josh's turn three, he had like a castle, um, a gulam linked castle. He was playing um, Assassins, had a, um, yep. a like a pure man, pure five man link in a fairly defensive position in his deployment zone on a building. And then turn three, he destroyed all my open shooting pieces, uh, marched up, grabbed a civilian with Layla Sharif, uh, who then dropped out of the link. He left the link team halfway up the table as he moved Layla all the way back to his deployment zone. So then like the only real action that's sort of worth talking about is what happened in turn three, because um, I then, again, the uh, the hero of the day, my, the uh, my drop troop, Tiger soldier walks in mm-hmm. from the side of the table, um, and uh, his uh, classified objective was to civivac one of his own guys at the end of the game. So I walk in, come around a corner, kill the guy who's getting his classified. So that brings him down a point. I walk up to his HVT, which is in that same area, and I had the um, paramedic touch the HVT. So I did that. Um, then he's got Layla Sharif in his deployment zone, walk around another corner, kill her. Um, so he does not got a civilian anymore. And then, um, I walk, I, I had to, so that I could stay out of line of fire. I spent my last three orders like to prone, move, 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 and then touch the civilian and sync with it. So if I'd fluffed that final roll, I would have been out of orders and I still would have won one nil. Um, yeah, for one, the classified. For the classified. 
Um, but it was, it was sort of, it was quite clutch and I had five orders and kind of needed every single one of them to work, um, to, to, to pull it off. So, um, yeah, I ended up winning two nil, I think two zero. Yeah. Cause one for the classified one for the civilian. Yeah. One for classified one for a sink civilian. So Mm. that was my, that was my rescue. And I was so, I was so glad just to get it out of the way, to be honest. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Any, any takeaways in him about the table or the well, the, the opponent? Or yeah, so like? and like Josh had didn't have line of fire markings on his bases, and I didn't notice it until like until I was going in to do that final play with the um with the with the tiger soldier. Mm. So maybe maybe I was a I might have been a little bit of a cunt about it. Um, I, I had a text texter and I was like, do you want to do you want to draw him on? Because I mean, the rule of the rule of the day is that if you don't have line of fire markings, then your opponent decides what your line of fire is. Um, did that actually impact any of my any of the roles or any of the encounters? No. Um, maybe there might have been one where he might have gotten an ARO, um, but the uh, the other guys, I basically just judge it off the way their face was pointing. So mm. Layla Sharif, who was holding his civilian, that was the main face to face fight that happened it was a face-to-face fight if i had been an absolute dick about it i would have said no he, she doesn't have line of fire she's facing the wrong way um, yeah because there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no marking um, yeah. but that was face-to-face and then at one point he's like oh i think this might this guy might get an aro i'm like and that's when i was like okay well just let's just not worry about that instead of me walking i'll just go prone and spend two orders to get there yeah so, okay. yeah no, either um, so uh but yeah at the end of the day it did get pretty tense at the end um, when I'm like spending these like one order at a time to figure out where I can go and like avoiding his his link team that that was still sort of standing around that area, but um, but yeah, it was uh, still a, a, a fine enough game. Nice. Awesome. All right. So, uh, okay, round round four for me. Um, I was up against. Uh, John uh, Cook from Queensland. So we we found out who who the pairings were the night before, and uh, I found out as I was sitting next to John at the pizza at the pizzeria. I was like, John, you and I are playing. And the last time we played each other was HeroCon 2019 in Brisbane, where we also went into round four to play each other. But that time was um, can't remember the mission. I mean, supplies. But he was playing ALF at that time, and he smashed my face in um, with a really cheeky, over-infiltrated dash you. But anyway, that's that was 2019. This is 2022, and he was running Ikari Company. And um, yeah, I was I was a bit nervous because I was like, he's a good player. John's a very, 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 very calm, very collected, very, very good player. Um, but I had been thinking about like, how am I gonna how am I gonna win this one? Um, and like, what are Akari's strengths? What are their weaknesses? That sort of that sort of jazz. So um, I think I won the role. I went first again. I was running a Sphinx. Uh, I just wanted to try and hit him hard because Akari has a few weaknesses. One of them being not not great LTs. So very obvious LTs. And um, turn one, yeah, basically I held back the Sphinx, held back the Speculo, and um, his actually his reserve. He, uh, he, he, his reserve, his reserve is a hidden deploy model because you know I was like, all right, John, what's your reserve? And he was like, I've already placed it. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. 
And I was like, wait a minute, what what does a carry have that's got hidden deployment? Because I just hadn't played them in ages. He was like ninjas. And I'd already placed my Sphinx as a marker, not a model. Because every time I went first with a Sphinx, I always placed it as a marker because I wanted to get the attack awareness order out of it to get the most amount of you know, effect. So I've placed my attack awareness, or sorry, my marker down on my left flank. And then he's gone and said, I've, I've placed it now. And I've gone, well, he's probably placed his ninja on the same flank as my Sphinx. Mm. Most likely, because it's most likely a hacker. Um, that's why it's a reserve, potentially. <clears throat> um, so I was like, I'm not going to use the Sphinx this turn. <laughs> and I decided to, and so basically my first turn was um, Speculo. Um, sorry, his his list roughly was a um, it was a core of bounty hunters, or it was a mixture of bounty hunters, a Wu Ming, and a Clipper. So it was like two bounty hunters with sniper rifles. He managed to get a plus four armor on one of them and a plus two armor on the other. So that was gross. And then he had a Harris that was a brawler, MSV two brawler obvious lieutenant and a drew's hacker now the idea is that he could make either one of those the core just depending on where the bounty hunters were because they're the wild cards also had cool. also had uh yeah it was, it was it was a cool idea like the being able to do both of them and the way the table was set up as well meant that he could cover all four of his civilians with his two link teams um it was pretty rough for me because all four of his civilians were in just really obvious like really out in the open places at fort kickass on his side where he put the msv2 brawler then the other buildings where he put the other two snipers who could just see like every approach possible to my um to the civilians that i wanted to get he also had Ujimbo, desperado um a baggage bot a couple other bits and pieces i can't quite remember the rest of it um, so basically, yeah, Specula went on a run turn one, walked up a building, stabbed his LT, um, went up the went up the ladder, stabbed his doctor, and then stabbed his MSV2 brawler. And then I think I moved up some, uh, I moved up a couple of tigers. One of my tigers managed to berserk and luckily killed Yojimbo because I was really worried about that because Yojimbo was just going to make a, a mockery of me if I didn't kill it. Um, just luckily that he failed both armor saves on the double action. We killed each other, and then, um, yeah, basically it was it was kind of like a case of I needed to kill all of his arrow pieces for me to have a chance at getting the civilians back to safety. So, my turn one was like killing his stuff. There's a loss of the lieutenant for his first turn, so it didn't really matter. Second turn was my sphinx, um, moving along the other flank because I was suspecting there was a hacker on the flank he was deployed on. Um, I moved into position to try to take out his uh, out his snipers because they're like plus four armor. It just just wasn't going through, so I pulled all the way back because he had a couple of hackers, and I was worried about this ninja killer hacker or this ninja hacker that might have been hiding around. Mm -hmm. pulled, the, pulled the sphinx all the way back, got him back into camo. So it's just been very very cagey with it because I just didn't want it to eventually get um, hacked. Um, but essentially, it all came down to the third turn where I just ran the sphinx up again. Held his two aerial pieces he had standing out, moved up, synced with one of the civilians, and then just ran as far back as I possibly could. Got the civilian back into my DZ, and that was that was me. He only had maybe four orders left. Um, he tried to run with his um, ruse. 
I still had like three taggers that were covering my own civilians. So by so as he got closer, taggers just dodged out, and then you know he was in a position where I, he either moves, moves, and hopes he tanks it, or moves, dodges, and he just doesn't have enough orders to get to sink the civilian. It ended in a four nil win to me. I managed to get one civilian back in my DZ. That's three points for this for DZ, one point for the civilian. Couldn't quite get my classified because it was like a hacking one. And um it's just it's just one of those things with the with the rescue. It's very difficult to get high score, I think, in that game unless you table yeah. your opponent. But John played very well, just played very defensively with his link team and made it as as hard as possible for me to get I um get to get to the civilians and uh, it was a cracker of a game um there was some there were some horrendous dice rolls from from him as well to be fair like there was just some ridiculous rolls where he he moved out in the last turn to reveal his baggage bot was actually a luduan oh yum and um all he all he need, he really need, all he needed to do was to sort of like bring himself up in points was to tell the tiger and use the rest of those orders to move his Druze hacker into. Oh, sorry, lost video there for a second. All you needed to do was kill the Tiger with the Luduan, and use the remaining orders to move the Druze hacker up and sink my civilian, and that was it. He revealed the he revealed the Luduan, and rolled a one, a seventeen, and a nineteen for his Mark twelve, Fuck. and my and my Tiger rolled a one to dodge, so nothing happened. It was just what? like it was just like three dozen fifteens. Fuck. And I roll and I rolled a one for my dodge. He was like, sweet, easy. And he was just like rolls a one, a seventeen, and a nineteen. He's like, ah. Oh no. And there was a few there was there was a there was a fair bit of that. I think even he he tried to dodge my tiger with his ninja and oh, anyway. Anyway, it was one of those games, but it was a really, really cracker of a game. So uh, well done to John for putting up such a good defense. Rolling a plus four armor for his um yeah, that's hunter was just gross. <laughs> like my sphinx yeah. was just like, I'm hitting you, but I can't kill you. Um, Can we also shout out um tigers? Because they've done work for you every single game. And like in Geelong, oh, yeah. um, they've been the bane of people's existence. Like we've got a saying in Geelong, floor is lava. Basically, if you're playing yeah. to my army, you just leave everybody on rooftops because that way you can't get berserked by tigers. Um, <laughs> like, so everyone's just like floors lava, and like they've been decimating like um, the scene in Geelong. So, and it's good to hear that you know um, you're finally catching up to the Geelong scene with oh, uh, your your yeah. user tigers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just for good measure, I put five in that list. In that Fuck list, hell. Well. yeah, they're brutal. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they've yeah, they've yeah, they've they've. Scored their fair few kills this this tournament for sure. No. All right, and Val, round four. Yeah, round four. So I got the pleasure of playing Hugh, our local, um, one of our local um, uh, players from uh, Melbourne. Um, I've got all the love for Hugh, um, lots of time for Hugh, um, and he was also running Morats. So one of the things that I took away from the tournament is I think my lists are maybe a little bit too hipster. Um, and <laughs> It was a nice contrast to see um, when I faced Hugh exactly what my list was. So, so rescue. So Hugh, so Hugh is running the uh, a bit more of a, a a bit more of a typical Morat list. Yeah, Hugh was running much more of a typical uh, Morat list. And he had a strong five man link with uh, Kornak, Anyat, um, the MSV two sniper with plus one burst, Kai Tok with a heavy rocket launcher, and a HMG Suryat. So Eight wounds in a, in the link, um, mm. BS ranging up 
as high as 16 and, or 15 with MSV2 and a burst 4 multi-sniper. So really deadly link. Um, he, he, yeah, so much more traditional kind of like list than what I've got. So uh, I actually played Rescue wrong. I thought you get points for getting a civilian back to your um, deployment zone or quadrant uh, or, or your dead zone. Um, I didn't realize you still have to. So anyway, so I took uh, first. Uh, sorry, sorry, you just sorry, broke sorry. up there. You didn't realize what? Yeah, I didn't realize you had to still be synced with the HVT to oh, score points. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big mistake. Anyway, uh, okay. um, yeah, it wouldn't have changed the game, but nonetheless, um, I that's a learn for me. I started turn. I, I went first. I had Kornak, Anyat, and my Rodok deploy 16 in. You uh, they, you should have listened to the Lost Lieutenant episode that we recorded about. I did listen as well. You should, you should, I, if you listen, you should you should have must you must have you should have paid attention then. That's right. That's right. I know. It's, I was very yeah. I was a little bit cross myself. Um, but nonetheless, um, Kornak wrote my Rodox deployment and Anyat deployed forward, uh, onto the 16 inch line. I used smoke to get uh one of his one of my HVTs and got him back all the way to my deployment zone, linked up with Kornak, whilst the um Rodox stayed on ARO duty and I just shuffled around here and there. But basically all I did turn one was just get points, get what I thought was points on the board, put take momentum at it off you and get him to come forward and uh, make sure he plays the scenario rather kill it than killing. Um He's turn one, he's like, well, uh, if that's the game you want to play, let's play. Um, so he dropped in a tie yacht uh, drop troop with Red Fury. Uh, so these guys aren't somebody I've ever used, but I was expecting a Rassia, but instead he dropped this thing in. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, because I had the Rassia covered. I had all my edges covered, but um, yeah, this actually dropped in. Uh, he dropped in, killed my M-Drone, killed uh, Anyat, killed my Rodok, shooting them all in the back like a coward. Went on suppression fire, and that was just group two. Then group one, he inserted his link, five-man link, into my face, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah, he just inserted into my face. He came right down the middle. Uh, I got really lucky with my Syriac critting his sniper in arrow, dropping him to four-man. But nonetheless, um, he still had enough to kill. He killed my Syriac, decimated my... Orders. Kordak was cowering behind a barrier, saying, "Please don't, don't shoot me." Um, and yeah, so he left the four-man link standing, looking over the whole board, right in the middle of the, on the table. So my turn two was all or nothing. I had to shift that link or lose the game effectively. Um, and I dropped in a Rassiat, shot Anyat in the back, even though she had six cents. Um, but it was my best best fight. Um, she threw two smoke grenades. Uh, and giving herself um, uh, basically yeah protection with with the smoke, um, and so that was my big play that failed. So then I, my backup play was to have my Dadarazi um, uh, kill Anya with some chain rifles, which it did, but it also died in return. But I I got her back up, used smoke, dodged out of smoke to try and get a line on um, Kornak to uh, berserk but he dodged away because he knew what was coming. Then t his turn two, he did me more damage, basically crippling me. Uh, my third turn, I eventually killed Kornak. Um, initially, it was my Dadarazi berserking Kornak. That same Dadarazi just happened to live during through his turn because he threw smoke on himself. 
um, it got a line of Cornac berserk. Hit him, hit him, hit him with a double action weapon, uh, damage seventeen. He passed both saves on eighteen, the bastard, and he killed me in return to, cla- uh, to score his capture, uh, to score his um, predator uh, classified. That was just oh, like yeah. salt. Yeah, I was like rubbing salt in the wounds. Um, and then he also killed Cornac. Uh, and he also killed Cornac, putting me lost lieutenant. Um, with, with what? Uh, Rindak. His Rindak came oh, up my Rindak. flank. Yeah, is that, is, that, he, is that the linkable one or the not? No, the multi-rifle one? one. So we've both been such speaking a, a lot. Yeah, such a good profile. Yeah, such a good profile. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, so turn, yeah, so basically turn two, he just did me more damage. My turn three, I put him lost lieutenant uh, because I did kill Kornak, but not with the Dadarazi. I killed Kornak with a missile in the back of the head because uh, he was facing the wrong way. I just shot him in the back with my last order. Um, I thought I had three points on the board because my civ- civilian was in my deployment zone, but he wasn't oh, synced. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So then uh, uh-huh. all Hugh had to do was uh, grab a civilian or two and maybe do a class. Oh, and he had and he just stopped my body. Got two for Predator, sink two civilians and one four nil. Uh, well deserved and yeah, uh, well fought. So pretty bloody game. Uh, he played it really well to be honest. I uh, didn't expect the Tyot. I didn't expect the link to go into the middle of the zone, uh, middle of the table, turn uh, turn one. Um, and mm. yeah, he he obviously knew how the scenario worked, so he scored the points. So yeah, no well done. That does help. <laughs> it does help. Work, it does right? help indeed. Uh, and obviously, a huge fucking gentleman plays, absolute gentleman. So yes, no, he's lovely. Yeah, awesome. Smiling assassin. The smiling assassin. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. He's polite to you the entire time while he's just like destroying <laughs> you. He's fucking <laughs> pushing pushing MSV twos. Uh, burst, burst for hey, um, uh, multi sniper rifles to your face. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I'm pretty sure there was a, there was a point in the the weekend. I'm not, I think it was Hugh that said it, and like I was walking past the table he was playing, and he was like, mm. "Okay, so that's eight saves on your." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck! Oh no! Fucking <laughs> hell! That's yeah, double action with four burst yeah, four yeah. can really sting. That would be that be that that be gross. Yeah. So that was round four. We went for right. lunch. Uh, you know. Getting ready for round five, waiting with bated breath for who our round five opponents would be. Um, but Nick, yeah, so I had uh, round five. Uh, I got matched up with Danny uh, from Melbourne. Uh, who? So Danny's a pretty new player. When we matched up, Danny's like, "How the hell uh, we matched up together?" Because <laughs> uh, like he'd been going okay, he ended up coming thirty fifth, so like right in the middle of the yep. of the whole field, which which is great result considering it's his second event ever. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're playing Com Center from season 10, ITS season 10. And, um, he was playing Steel Phalanx. He was running like a single combat group, Steel Phalanx army with, um, with, uh, he had Hector and Achilles and Phoenix in a little, um, link. And then I think there was a second link in there doing something as well. And, um, or maybe there was only one link. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Cause Achilles can't be linked. That's true. Yeah. And there was a couple of like flash pulse bots and things like that. So, um, mm. he took the first turn and I played my, um, sugar and spice list. So the five man link and the tag, uh, and he just, uh, I deployed my link on one flank with some okay angles and, um, basically hide the tag. He marches Achilles up that same flank to engage the link. 
and uh, walks out around a corner to see the uh, the beast hunter. Uh, beast hunter shoots his pans, burst two Panzerfaust at him and crits um, oh, no. against Achilles. Uh, he passed. Welcome to infinity, of, yeah, Danny. He, he passed two of his armor saves, but failed two of them. And with Achilles with three wounds, he was after that. He was pretty gun shy with him, um, and so he'd spent a few orders to get him up there and then sort of repositioned him to make him a little bit difficult for me to deal with in, in my turn. Um, and then spent the rest of his orders repositioning his link team with, um, and, and going to, to try and push a couple of buttons straight up. Um, he pushed one button and moves along to push the next button. As his engineer moves to that button, my Hundun had a line that I'd sit, put him in a spot that had a line just down to that button. So as soon as he walks to touch it, I'm like, I'm hold up. I'm just going to give you an arrow here. Um, mm-hmm. He decided to dodge rather than push the button. And so I missed my shot anyway, but that was his last order of his first turn. Um, mm. And so it was after that, I Rough. I had the, the tag and the um, link team in the same s- similar area. And so I would, uh, I used both of them to kind of take out Achilles, depending on where he would move, because he was dodging quite well and moving him around while he was um, on top of this building. Um so I moved the link team around to uh, use the APHMG first, and then I used the 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 Sphinx, not Sphinx, the um, Blue Wolf to come around a different Wolf. corner and take him out with the um, with the AP Spitfire. Uh, so by the end of my first turn, Achilles was down. Um, then I marched up the board and just started killing other things as well. Um, took out the took out Hector. Took out. Um, the uh, his engineer took out another uh, a doctor that he had as well, so I kind of pretty much ripped ridded him of um, specialists uh, in in my first turn, and then pulled back and it was like, okay, your second turn, go ahead. And so he just he spent his second turn just pushing more buttons with what he could, uh, just to to score a few points, and then it came into uh, came into my second turn, and again I, I just pressed the advantage, pushed pushed a few more buttons. He'd pushed three buttons, so then I just pushed four, and um, achieved my uh, classified objectives. One of which was coup de gras, so I walked someone up the ladder to the building that unconscious Achilles was on and finished him off, um, <laughs> which uh, which felt nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, then by the end of that turn, the only things that um, that Danny had left on the table was Phoenix and his Myrmidon officer. So only 69 points left. So he ended in, ended up in retreat. Mm. Uh, and um, so we didn't, we didn't end up having a third turn because I'd already um, obliterated him. Um, I spent the last two orders of my second, he, he had taken, he'd knocked my long yard unconscious. Uh, so more for the memes than anything else. I spent my last two orders moving my engineer up to um, uh, to recover it, so that I ended the game with three hundred victory points, um, <laughs> which which I don't think I've ever done before. So that was a um, <laughs> it was a, that was nine maybe nine one because I think he might have gotten one of his classifieds. Um, uh, the only reason it wasn't just 10, give it to him. Yeah, the just only give him the the, one. No, yeah. So the only reason I didn't get ten was because my other classified was ex- Eric's experimental drug and um none of my models went unconscious <laughs> mm. um so 
like <laughs> it was pretty one-sided but we um, still had a good time and had a great laugh about it and had a good few chats about um like how terrain and cover works and like how you how you figure the different angles and things when you're trying to get someone out of cover and that sort of thing um, just the most condescending things you could no, it after wasn't. smashing. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> I'm understanding. It wasn't I'm not at all. Of course. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good because um, so at one point Danny was um, what was I going to say? I forgot. I've completely blanked on what anecdote. Yeah, I was my just bad. About to talk about. Thanks, Val. <laughs> no um, trouble. But yeah, that was um, that was my uh, my round five. Oh, that's right. Danny had said that like. Coming into the event, he had expected every single game to go the way that our game went <laughs> against him. Uh, and yeah. um, the fact that the only time that it did happen was when he played me, uh, he was really happy with that. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, it sounds like he for his first big event, he had had he he did pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's good. That's good news. It's it's always nice when when new players have like good close games or at least have fun. We don't want new players to come to a big event and go and just get like ruffle stomped to the point where they're like, I don't like this game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So my round five was against uh, Rick from uh, Tasmania. So one of the three Tassie players that came over. So so uh, this weekend I played. Weekend I played a Victorian, a Queenslander, a South Australian. Uh, uh, a Canberran and a Tasmanian, so I was pretty happy. I got uh, I got them I got them all except for New South Wales. So uh, he was playing Morats, and uh, we were playing on this. I just want to talk quickly, really quickly about this table. If you can bring it up, Nicholas, on the chat. Um, this is actually probably when I first looked at this table, I was like, "Oh, this table looks like it's gonna hurt real bad." Um, I don't even remember seeing that table. It was next to my Brutal Cities table uh, up the back. Ah, oh, that's um, right. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And um, um, it was, it's a Warsenal table. But it's got like a train up the middle uh, type of thing. Uh, and then on the left flank, there's a whole bunch of like these kind of forests. And um, initially we decided that we were going to play it at the buildings you couldn't get in. Then I lifted off the roofs and someone's already put the effort of putting scatter inside them. So I was like, no, we're going to play the insides because this will just make the table play a lot nicer because otherwise you've got these kind of solid blocks that you can either go around or go um, on the rooftops with the connecting connecting walkway. So because we played internals, I think it really made the table play, I think, how, it's, how it was intended. Yeah, um, so you know, I, I, um, I actually played on this table back in April when I was in Maitland. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, the, the, like the whole, that whole flank with the bushes and trees and things that was mm -hmm. difficult to deal with. Like in terms mm. of how, how did you play the trees? We just played them as solid. Yeah. I think we did that as well in the end. Um, but it's yeah. still like, I don't know. I just feel like when you, when you, we're so used to looking at hard angles on tables. When you come to a table that's got these round pieces and, and trees and, and ferns and, and foliage mm -hmm. and stuff, it just mm -hmm. makes it that much. It just, your, your brain's not ready for it, is how, I, is how I felt. Yeah, I think it's 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 kind of difficult to hide something in there, but I mean it's not difficult to get cover. I had initially wanted to play them as that you could see in in out but not through, but then we sort of realized that it's really difficult. You're not to you're, not, a, you're not actually going to go inside of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't really put a model in there because a model won't balance on them because the the it's like you know. It does it does it mean it's really easy to flank somebody just down that side? 
Uh, which 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 side? Well, down the this uh, the side of where the plants are and stuff. Do you just? Yeah. So just... so if if they were solid, then it makes it harder because you can't really go. You have to climb over it. So yeah. So in the end, we made them solid, um, which I think was just probably the right call. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, was it? I think I think I won the roll again or something. Anyway, I I like to go. I like to to go first again. Um, with this one. Um, because I, I sort of noticed that the the right flank looked like it could be a decent way to push a sphinx uh, to to push a sphinx up, because he took the side that's furthest away from me. There was a nice little building there for a link team, which is exactly where he put his link team. He had a Surya HRL, Yaugat AMSV2, two Dartok hackers, and a Yaugat um, LT. I'm assuming it was his LT because it was like the basic Yaugat with the Panzerfaust. Um, he also had uh, an e-drone, um, a Dat, a Razi, Lekadrons, and then an Osnat Harris. Um, this is David also... Fife, isn't it? No, this is Rick. Ah, uh, Rick, no, sorry. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he also he had the Osnat Harris, so it was an Osnat with two Gakis. And then he also had, a, like, your, like, like Hugh, he also had a Tariot paramedic in reserve. Um, so... Um, just to really quickly go through the game, um, I noted that the the points that where I wanted to attack him most were his specialists because Com Center wanted to deny him the ability to push buttons. So because he had two Dartok hackers in that link team, I said like they're what's going to go down first. So my speculo spent the whole first turn basically maneuvering, um, killing the first Dartok hacker, killing the second Dartok hacker before it did eventually go down to the Ikadron. I think I'd killed both Dartoks and a Q drone and an Ikadron on turn one with the Speculo before my Speculo died. And then um, that basically made his life hard because the only specialist he had left on the table was an E-drone, which, which he used very effectively. He pushed up um, um, pushed a couple of buttons in his first turn, but it's still a hacker, so you're still getting the hacker bonus at least. Exactly, and else. it's and it, and, it, and it's six four move, so it's a decent one. And I didn't have anything up for arrow, right? Because my Sphinx list is essentially just tigers, camouflage, and a Sphinx. So I didn't really care. He was, I was happy for him to push those buttons because my turn, um, with 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 Com Center, what I often do is you want to like go first. You want to try and push like hit hard turn one. And turn two is push the three buttons closest to you, and then turn three is then to try to like consolidate your position and push more buttons. So my first, my second turn was then pushing the three buttons. Um, his second turn was pushing a couple more buttons to the point where we were kind of level. I think I had three to his two, maybe three to his three. Um, so then my third turn was basically three. The three guys had already used to push buttons. They moved up and pushed another. Uh, I think it was another two buttons. So I was on five to his two, I think it was, because I think it flipped one of his buttons. Um, and then it was all down to him. He didn't have much left though, because my tigers had killed his, killed his um Osnat, had killed his E drone. Um, I think he only he still had the Yaugat and the MSV one HRL uh, on the building, but they weren't doing anything other than just kind of watching the um buttons, which which made my life harder because I had to like cautious move i had to re-camouflage before i could push buttons again so i basically used up all my orders just to push five buttons and do two of my classifieds um and so his hail mary on the end was to drop a tariot into the objective closest to me on the left flank um 
that wasn't being watched because um, I had lost a few pieces at this point to just basically using my hackers to go move push button. If I if I die, I die, but I'm two dice on 16s or 17s, so I'll just push the button. Like I said, he only had the e-drone. Once the e-drone was dead, he had nothing left that was a specialist oh. except for the Tariot, which dropped down. But he failed the drop with the Tariot. Oh. So he failed to drop the Tariot, so he was only able to push one button, one more button, um, which then turned it to, I think it was a 5-3. Five, a five, he might have flipped one of my buttons, so it became like a 4-3. Either way, I still had more buttons. If he'd managed to land it with the Tariot, he would have put it down on the left flank closest to me, the button closest to me, pushed that button, which I had already pushed, then moved up and pushed another button I'd already pushed, and it would have made him... Put in, it would have put him in the lead on four buttons to my three, and he would have won six five. In the end, it was nine under nine two to me. In the end, Oof. um, so yeah, it, it all came down to that role. I think he needed a because, like, the because I killed the e drone, he was looking, you know, initially looking for a 15, um, but without the e drone, he needed a 12. He rolled yeah. like a seven, he rolled like a 17 anyway. After the game, we discussed it that maybe he should have just walked on. But then when we sort of measured it out, because we were actually kind of short on time, so we just kind of measured out some of the the time, you know, the the distances to see what he could have done. And when we measured it out, he it would have it would have taken him the same amount of orders to um hmm. um to walk on from the side as if he did as if he just failed. So ah, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's a super tight game. Really, really good though. Um, I was pretty happy with how I how I performed in this final round. Um. They just basically neutralizing his um his specialist and then pressuring him with the Sphinx. But oh damn, that um, Yogat sniper plus the MSV one HRL it's just kind of brutal, basically like it? when when my only gunfighter is a Sphinx, it was just mm. pretty difficult because it kind of removes a lot of what I'm good at, which is like mm. the mimetism minus six. Um, but I was just yeah, like, this table was really fun. I just was able to play in the in the interiors. Um, and uh, yeah, this is actually probably the most fun I had on any, of any table of the weekend. Nice. Um, so yeah, well played to Rich, uh, Rick for for bringing for making it like clenchingly close um, in the in the, in the final turn. Yeah, sweet. I think that table just needs like a a green mat under rather than that. I reckon it'd pop better. Oh yeah, possibly yeah. And actually, like, and it looks. I don't know if any people might think it looks open or nothing, but that that dim, that train up the middle actually mm. blocks a lot of line of fire from, yep. um, from the building. So yeah, yeah. it's a really solid table. And uh, kudos to anyone who, who who built it. I like the Warsnell the Warsnell terrain on it. It's really good. Mm. Oh, very nice. Now, well done, well done. And so, what does that leave you on? Uh, that okay. leaves me on uh, three majors, a minor, and a loss. Three majors, a minor, and a loss. Okay, right, yeah. right, nice. Oh, so yeah. four wins. Yeah, four, four uh, wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was on, I was on four. I was on four wins as well. So two, two majors, two minors, and a loss. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very close game. Right. So uh, my last round was um, against uh, Sval. I was playing Alistair, uh, another amazing opponent. Uh, this is where the clock came into play. So having that clock displayed. Um, mm. Basically, what we did is we deployed pretty... a clock for you right now, Val? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Let's recap. No, um, but basically, yeah. So basically, Alistair and me both took a little while deploying, right? So effectively, we had like an hour and 45 minutes before we had to start at the top of turn two, turn, turn one. So we agreed, Mike, let's play um, turn one. Uh, basically, split turn one down the middle of half an hour each. So we'll end, we'll end like, you know, 
aim to end turn one with like 50 minutes on the clock and then we'll have 20 minutes and, and 10 minutes each 20 minutes each for like turn two uh, okay, so 15, yeah. 15 minutes each for turn two and 10 minutes each for turn one and that just gave us some like guiding mm. guiding line kind of because we both knew we were behind on time we but it gave us like something to work towards and that way it was even it wasn't like he you know we, which yeah, it wasn't like he'd have more time. I'd have less time. It gave us just some uh, guidance, and that really helped. Um, so to get the game done, and we did. Um, yeah. But basically, this game just fucking finally put the uh, put the nail in the coffin for me in terms of the way I build my lists. He had Sval, so he had uh, a Jodum. He had a five man Fusilier link, and he had a full bark um, Kahu. Again. It meant I had to either fight a five-man link or play very slowly and passively, which I did. I played passively because my strongest attack pace is um, my strongest, strongest long-range attack pace is a Syriat in a five-man link. Um, he went first because I won the roll. He basically did me a lot of damage with uh, the um, Jotum. He, he had a Jotum. That was his reserve. Because as you do when you have Sval, he did me lots of damage. He did me some damage with his uh, Jotum. Uh, turn one, he killed my Rindak. Um, and he had a fight. He had, he killed my Q drone. He killed something, uh, something else. He nearly got Anyat. Um, then he pulled back all the way back uh, to his deployment zone and put his Jotum in safety. Or what he thought was safety. My turn one, I set up for an attack run and an assassination run on his Jotum. I had Anyat and the Kyosot, as mentioned before, uh, duoed. I put. I had nine orders. I used smoke. I cautious move. I used um, prone move moves, and I got my Kyosot within eight inches of his Jotum, out of cover, Ooh. three dice, sixteen. Ooh. So the Jotum can die here if he fails two wounds. Uh, if he fails two armor saves, he needs eight save to save because it's a AP SMG T2, and he's got no cover. So he's armor five, looking to beat thirteens. Uh, so so he needs nines. Does no no he needs no he needs eight eight. Thirteen minus five. Oh fuck me, he needs nine. So yeah, so he it's needs not, nine. What, it doesn't matter what he needs. What did he get? The point is, uh, so basically, I my Kyoso gets there. Uh, three shots and 16s, I roll uh, 14, 17, and a 9. I oh, know. And he doesn't roll because he just flames in the face. Um, he also dies after eight orders of uh, eight orders of setup. Um, he takes two wounds because he does fail his armor save, so there's uh, silver lining there. Mm-hmm. My Anyat is there in the, in the flank, so she steps up, shoots the Jotum uh, with my last order of turn one. Uh, K1 combi hitting on 12s. He flames just to try trade. I roll 13, 15, and 17. And he kills Anyat. And I'm like, fuck me. That was my whole turn one. And the Jotum's still on the table. Uh, He he quickly tries to heal the Jotum. This is where the luck turns on for him. He spends four command tokens healing one wound. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, so so the luck turned. So, like, yeah, the luck turned, um, yeah, both ways. He's turn one, he does, uh, he's turn two, he does some more damage and pushes up his uh, full bark um, Ahu, who I think loses a fight against my five-man link and dies. Um, okay. He fought the Syriat and the Syriat ignored his um. So it was like, it was, 
Yeah, it was four thirteens versus uh, two sixteen. Oh yeah, okay. Sixteen because I'm a five man link, right? Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah so I, I got him, uh, which was nice. I think he's yeah, I think I got him with like a fourteen, and he burned to death, which was very nice. Uh, then my turn two, I pushed the right flank with my um, uh, link team of Osnat, uh, and pushed the button with my e drone. He's turn three. He realized he didn't have many of the buttons left, so he pushed as many as he could and got two classifieds. Uh, so he had like four buttons and two classifieds. Then my turn three, I basically pushed the link up, killed his uh, um, Jotam, who was on ARO. I killed him with like, I don't know, Syria. I hit him with a heavy rocket and took him down. And then I used smoke to push two two more buttons so i was three buttons to his four and we had to kill two specialists each and i had two orders left my second last order was to move out and shoot his specialist um with my heavy rocket launcher uh kaitok i killed his specialist and the kaitok died to like his five man uh fusil link which i had just hadn't engaged i just simply moved worked around it alone yeah mm-hmm. um and then finally my last order was just push one of his buttons i did and it's um no i pushed one i pushed another one of my buttons so i tied up how many buttons we had i secured hvt and i killed more specialists so it was like four three or something like that with the last sort of the game so i won four three it was just so tight it was just crap. oh god all of your all of your games are yeah like you're struggling to get above five like yeah it's away, away from your opponent yeah exactly really really tough um tough games all of them um yeah well, it was awesome that's kind of what you want uh to be honest but at the same time like having to play three or four games where i couldn't engage my enemies like msv2 um or mm. five-man link team was pretty brutal that was yeah. really hampering. Uh, so that'll maybe, be. Yeah. Well, maybe um, we've talked we've talked about five games. We'll just we'll quickly do. A, I want to quickly do a wrap up of just the the event, mm-hmm. and then just quickly talk about um the winners, the faction, like the the factions, anything anything interesting from there, and sure. then just any like any kind of like lessons learned from your five games, what you liked about your list, what you didn't like about lists, lists, and that sort of thing, just to kind sure. of. If give our listeners a bit of a you know obviously they've listened to us drone on now <laughs> yeah. anything that maybe that you know that might be some useful insight at the end so um so at the end of that you ended up with how many wins losses uh, uh three wins a draw and a loss so yep, yep pretty happy yep. so at the end of that um uh i ended up coming eighth mm-hmm. um eighth place uh, it was the highest ranked Victorian, uh, followed Beautiful. by you, uh, Nick. Yep, you were the I second came, highest ranked Victorian. I came twelfth. Yep. And then uh, Val, you came seventeenth. So yes, and I think Luke came between us. So he, you guys were the top three. Uh, yes. You, Nick, and Luke. Then Luke, who was running Starco, came in fifteenth. Yes. Yeah. Um. We uh, the four of us came in the top twenty. Uh, sorry, and uh, five of us actually, because Hector as well came nineteenth. Yes. Um, he was actually top table at the end of day one, but. He ended up getting smashed by Rob and then and then lost. Sorry, Rob in the fifth round and somebody else lost in, in round four. Unfortunately, yeah, he had a rough he second day. Yeah, he had a rough second day. He played some really good, really good players. But I think in in, in all in all, Victoria did, did did really well. I think we all ended up about in the middle of the pack. So like you say, like thirty fifth, um, upwards is where we sort of landed, yes. which was really good. Um, so yeah, so I think out of all that, we were pretty happy. 
Um, I think, as you said, Lachlan Summer came first with his vanilla combined, followed by Robert Cantrell also running vanilla combined. Uh, third was um, was Tom Bowl with Shazvasti. Fourth was uh, I can't remember his name, but his ITS was, was great. David, yeah. is that David Fife? I think David Fife, fifth. I yeah, uh, running running Morats. So that's top four players all running combined. Morals, <laughs> and then in fifth place was a, was finally a vanilla nomads player. So, um, yeah, the the the, the top out of the top ten, we had one, two, three, four, five um, combined army players. And then the rest of them were split up between um, Vanilla Nomads, uh, OSS, MO, who is run by Frank um, mm. from New South Wales. And then um, uh, we had Vanilla Hack and Spiral Core running at the top 10. So, yeah, when half half the top 10 is combined army, uh, that just cements them as being S tier. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it really vindicates Nick and Rob's <laughs> video, doesn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy to, not, not crazy, I guess it's, and we know they're good, but uh, I think the mission lineup did favor Shazvasti and Vanilla combined. Big but... time. And that, that's yeah. that's that's my big takeaway, right? It's not that they're unbeatable. It's that when you've got missions like these, missions with so many exclusion zones, but you've got access to things that completely ignore exclusion zones, like your... Um, Speculos. Speculos, right? Um yep. Those those yeah. types of advantages when it comes to this this lineup, really really yeah. really weigh in. Yeah. I'd agree. I mean, like, I mean, on, on that same uh, thread, you'd wonder why there weren't more vanilla hack. But I mean, we still had a top uh, ninth place was vanilla hack. Um, there wasn't that many vanilla hacks. Like, just looking at the faction sectorals, or sorry, faction breakdown, we had fourteen combined army, eleven NE two, which is really interesting. That's awesome. Quite a lot of different NE2 armies, so that would be like uh, what we got, like Dashat, Spiral, um, Starco, Ikari, yep, uh, White Company, yeah, White Company, yeah, for sure. Yeah, J- um, uh, there's a couple of GSA players, I guess. As oh, well. yeah, there was, yeah, JSA, of course. Yeah, actually, yeah. I got a JSA box, I can't wait. I might, yeah. I might bust them out, yeah. And then we've got pa- uh, Pano with 10, so that's quite a lot more Pano than I was expecting. Um, because I was seven, ALF was six, Nomads was six, O12 was six, Eugene was five, and only three Ariadna, which I was actually kind of surprised by. Um, mostly because I just have heard so many good things about Cosmo. Again, perhaps the mission lineup just didn't favor taking yeah, Ariadna. And I think it does come, a few of the missions do get hacker bonuses, for example. And if you're yeah. chasing a hacker bonus, you don't play Ariadna. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that seems fair, uh, which is good because I was worried about running into bears. And, and censor with my army, so I was glad that yep. that never came up. Yeah, um, that could have, been, could have been tough. Could have been tough. Um, yeah, so in the end, I think the we we've got some um, faction uh, photos that we'll post up. Um, actually, do you have them in the chat? Can you chuck them in the, up in the Discord or on the uh, OB uh, on for the YouTubers, please? Yeah, yeah. Which one I do just, you want to see? Uh, faction. I mean, average? I think we. Yeah, the faction average. Yeah. Right, I brought that up. Where we've looking yeah. at the blue here is average tournament points, orange is average OP, so objective points, and then the line at the top is average VP. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a little bit skewed because obviously it matters on how many players played each faction. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, you can see here quite clearly, combined army do come out on top. Well, yeah, um, and you can surmise that just based on how the rank top five rankings, right? That's right. Yeah, all top yeah. five players are. But yeah, I don't know how much overlap there would have been in combined army between the top five because obviously between Rob and between the two vanilla players, there'd be some. Between the Shazvasti and Mora player, I don't think there'd be much overlap there. You mean overlap? In the in like the types of units. So well, obviously, I mean, I yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that Tom Bull wrote, ran, ran a Sphinx in one of his lists, and so did I. Um, yeah. And we know that uh, yeah, the combined army players one um, winner ran an avatar. Uh, yep. um, Rob didn't. Uh, he had the anathematic Corontic combo in one list and a right show in the other. But uh, I mean, I only faced I didn't face any tags in that five games, which was interesting because I was again I was really concerned about running into lots of tags. Then again, I ran a tag for four of my five games. So yeah, well, you know, um, what have I got? Yeah, I, I had tags in both of my lists, and yeah. I only came up against one tag, which was the avatar, which did me in. So yeah, okay. And then what about you, Val? What about you? Uh, the Jodum, that fucking Jodum, which should have died. That bastard. Yeah, right. It's 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 an interesting. It was an interesting breakdown. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised by combined army, but um, it was quite a spread. Like the only army that I think wasn't represented was Toha. Oh yeah, um, it was. But most most fact most sectorals had. I mean, there was. Sex Morats, which that just you know goes to show that they're a bit of a but new hotness. New, you know, they got the new box, and so it's not yeah. hard to build a new army out of them right now. And they're also very good as well. They're, yeah. you know, no, they're very good. Absolutely, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're no joke. Like Morats, Mo was five, so again, you know, it's a relatively new sectoral box. And um, they're strong, Mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four says Vasty. You want, can you bring up that sectoral thing? Yeah, I've got um, that up now. Yeah, I've got that one up there. Yeah, four shares Vasti, four vanilla hack, um, three vanilla combined, three vanilla Yujing, and everything else is sort of two, 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 one, 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 one. But good, I mean, decent it, spread. Yeah, even the amount of ones that we've got here, it is like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's almost every faction has something except for except for Toha. I was the only yeah. white banner player. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There was a few um, white company. So that's your next. That's your that's, next story. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three white company. Uh, two Krigador. Yeah. Like, nothing really here. I'm seeing that's not included or looks particularly odd. I mean, yeah. I think just the um, the number of Morats. Uh, Mo O twelve was the lack of Ariadna is the big one. Yeah. There's only three. Only three. That's insane. With Cosmo yeah. being pretty new, Hap being not too new, but you know, um, relatively strong as well. And vanilla area not always been traditional. That's pretty surprising. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, so what else? Just before we wrap up, uh, the um, learns from your armies. Yes, one one thing you want to cover. Yeah, Nick, did you want to have anything you want to sort of say overall about the event and your experience? I'd say and... something that I learned after the event. Um. And I'm like shocked myself that I didn't know this before. Was that the blue wolf actually has uh, BS attack plus one burst? I thought it was just the Spitfire that was an extra burst. It's, oh. all, it's all of his guns. Huh. Um, so wow, maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's what did me in. I should have been sh I should have been throwing double Panzerfausts around yeah, right. around the place. Yum yum. Um, 
no, like I mean, it's I, I was I'm glad that I took White Banner. I've had a really fun time playing them, and this is this is going to sort of cap them off for me for now. Um, mm. As I move in, move on to to finally start playing White Company, but um, it was absolutely fantastic. I had the most amazing time, and it just like it enjoyed every one of my games with each of my opponents, and just being able to meet and chat with everyone and speak to a few fans of the podcast as well was absolutely awesome. So, mm. I was yeah, the only one who signed an autograph, but that's fine. <laughs> I can't wait for Rob. To- so fucking angry that people are gonna think that you know I actually signed an autograph. Great. <laughs> um, what well, I think um, lessons learned from me were that if in doubt, just run the Sphinx. Um, because I think <laughs> I was very nervous. Not nervous. I was very uncertain about my lists. You know, I was like, oh no, I need to make a list that's gonna do this mission, and I need to run two speculos, and I need to run this, and uh, make make sure I have some hidden deployment for doing com um com center and all that star stuff. And I was just like, I'll just run the Sphinx. If in doubt, if I don't, you know, if I don't think my my other list can do it, I'll just run a Sphinx. And um, looking at the the lineup, it was it seemed like it was designed to be anti alpha strike friendly. The fact that I in the four games I won, I went first. Mm. Um, especially in missions that maybe didn't necessarily reward going first, like mm-hmm. supplies and rescue, and I mean it's it's debatable whether or not you can say they're good for going first. But the fact that I went first and I felt comfortable in all four of those games, um, you know, sort of says something about running tags. And although the Sphinx isn't like your uh, isn't your typical tag, it still does. You know, it can still the put on the heart so i think you that's see, one thing the I other flip side of that is for me i i went second every single game as well. yeah every game every game yeah right so but i well the game just... i drew and lost i went first hmm. yeah mm. but i mean I, I i'm pretty comfortable going second um i think i almost always prefer to go second under almost all circumstances um because it allows um, giving your opponent the first move allows them to open themselves up. Mm. Make the first yeah, mistake. And, can, and then you can play into that. And that's typically where I like to play with, with Shaz. I like to go second because it, you know, my my opponent makes a mistake and then I capitalize on it. But um, it was nice in this, it was interesting in this event where the times where I did lose the role, which was, I can't remember how many times it was. It's maybe half the time I lost the role or maybe just it was the one time. But that one time I did lose the role, my opponent, you know, wanted sides. I was kind of like, I'm fine with this because I finally get to use my speculos how how they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's like typically in the past, I've always been a player that plays my speculos very defensively and uh, uses them to um, eat my opponent. But this time, being able to just eat them into something, kill two, three, four models, um, was really re- was really rewarding. So that was good. Um, and then. As you said, Nick, uh, um, being there and having people recognize your voice is <laughs> be like, "Oh, you're are you, are you are you from the podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, it's me." You know, you want a beer, and uh, just being able to share beers with with, with folk and um, during the day and just having a good old laugh was was really really fun. So, um, uh, yeah, lessons, le- overall lessons learned was just um, to just yeah. 
have fun and uh, go hard. <laughs> it was, yeah. was, and like, it was, was funny. Fun. I mentioned this on, on the day as well, but usually before a big event, I'm like super nervous and, and can't even eat. Mm. Whereas this, this event, I was just sort of, I was just chill. I was like, I'm just sort of, I've been, I've been, um, I think I'd been putting too much pressure on myself leading up to the event with all the practice games that I was having. Damn. And like, I was sort of having this brain overload that about the missions and like, mm. Because I'm personally, I'm not a big fan of the. I was not a big fan of the mission set because oh, me it's, me. it's too it's too big brain for me. My yeah. my, my little my little brain can't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny when I I um call my wife when we're out uh, for pizza on Sunday night. Um, after the event is over, I rang my wife and told her how I went and that I um, came twelfth and had four wins and one loss. And she was like, she was over the moon. She was like super excited. And she said, "That's great because." Um, I don't mean mm-hmm. to sound mean, but you've been losing a lot of games lately. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, yeah, I was up till like 11 o'clock on the Friday night still making a list. And then in the end, I was like, I'm too tired. I'll just take the same two lists that I took to the road to Novacore. And it did well for me. So, and and like when I played Rob, I was, um, wasn't nervous at all because... And like I said, I'd been drinking, but I think also I just kind of was like, whatever, and just have some fun. And it just kind of fed into that atmosphere of like, it is fun. It is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I just took the pressure off myself, and it yeah. was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic weekend. What about you, Val? Uh, very, um, in terms of lists, basically, I like the way I build my lists because there's always lots of different things to do, and but I got to get more aggressive. Um, I need. Uh, I'm going to play more aggressively and I'm going to have things that can be more aggressive at longer ranges so I don't get pinned down because, yeah, getting pinned down in like four games. Yeah. Game one got pinned down. Game two got pinned down. Uh, mm. Game three didn't get pinned down, but uh, game four got pinned down and game five got pinned down. It was just, oh, it was just, it was just like, it just forced me to play really conservatively and just like not take risks until I absolutely had to, which I kind of enjoyed because I was really like, yeah, it was like you were kind of like right on that edge as far as tension goes. But it's also kind of like, uh, yeah, it's yeah, that's it's always that's up against it. Yeah, this is, that is interesting that you say that because that's typically how a lot of time I play is, is kind of on the edge, like not with a super aggressive list or a, a list that can actually push hard. So yeah. I think, yeah, maybe that would be, yeah, like you say, it sounds like your kind of takeaway is that you maybe need to start building lists that, that mold of like this is my thing that will clear the way and then i have all these other pieces that can do the job yeah um, rather than relying on a bs13 hrl to do your yes work. exactly right exactly right so um so yeah or too many tricks not enough um stick um and the other takeaway is obviously just a fucking awesome event great people um great community and yeah, I can't wait to do it all again next big event next two days. That's right. Yeah, maybe, maybe Victoria will take a home the Red K Cup because, uh, as we forgot to mention as well, um, ACT were the winners of it 2019, mm. but it is now in the hands of the New South Wales ah. players this 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 Yuck. time. So they took home. And for our listeners who don't know what the Red K Cup is, it's the um, average. No, it's the, the what's combination the name? of the, the top three players three. from each state. Yes, yep. that's right. We came third, Victoria. Um, Did we come third last time the, as well? We might have come third last time too. Yeah. What about it? We but, but we did we did a lot better than we did last team. time. First we, in well, fun. We, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't win best sport, so we went first in fun. 
First in I, I won best. I oh, know I didn't win best. I ran. You won runner up. up. Yeah, 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 that's not... runner up in fun. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> runner up in fun. We're, we're moving slowly along that. We're you know that line from the the first in fun to the hopefully first place, but that'll yes. take a little bit more time. But yeah, it was like great showing. So really, really glad. Mm. Yeah, how, and how, just how props, well props to Gav and the other TOs yes, for putting on an absolutely you. amazing event. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, those guys did a great job. I'm looking forward to it next year. And yep, yeah, absolutely. And BCB, get on down. Come on down. Oh, yeah. We'll host you. We'll host you. That's Burn right. City One Brawl. thing I didn't mention is that we've got uh, we've locked in dates for Burn City Brawl, the uh, which will be the next major two day event I think in Australia. Yes, probably. Which is uh, what is it? September seventeenth and eighteenth. September seventeenth and eighteenth. The uh, the mission lineup will be announced very soon. Uh, I also just need to quickly give a shout out to Dan from uh, Geelong. That way, I can say I gave him a shout out, and he just listened to the whole episode. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the end to hear his name. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. It, it, I think tickets are tickets are up for Burn City Brawl. Uh, it's going to be the same place as last year, or sorry, as this year, or earlier this year at the Masonic Centre in Collingwood, seventeenth to eighteenth of of September. Five rounds, uh, sixty dollars now. If you get in before the end of June. Sixty dollars. After that, it goes up to sixty-five. So early bird registration. Get, get in now. It's going to be right. a good time. All right. Well, I think we might leave it there, guys. Uh, my name's Nick. My name's Kevin. And my name is Val. And you've been listening to Lost Lieutenant. Night. Night. That's it.